0: This podcast is for mature audiences only and may include cussing, cursing, fidgeting, rambling, insensitive or irreverent material, slurs, catchphrases, expressions, lamentations and or degradations that aren't suitable for young folk. Also, we'll be talking about the reefer. That wizard came. Welcome to Purple Dungeon Squid, the podcast for gamers that toke. If you love the green and you love the screen, friend, then you're in the right place, because we're here to shoot the breeze on some dank strains and some video games. This week on Purple Dungeon Squid, Andy and Dan take the demon by the horns with both of their ladies in Diablo 3. Nintendo, what are they covering up behind those user reviews? We talk game releases in March, the cities that smoke the most weed, we look at Kotaku's best couch co-op games, and it's time to kick ass and chew headcrabs, man, in a new mod for Half-Life 1. We'll also be settling in for a smoke sesh with our strain and our munchie of the week, so stick around for that because it's going to be a good, good time. I'm your host, Andy, and with me as always, the one, the only, the sweet and sour chicken balls of co-hosts, Dang. Dan, ah, uh, I've got
1: a bad feeling about this. What do you mean we're going to light speed? We don't have any coordinates. Well, I know they're right on our tail. All right, punch it, Squiddy. I'm sorry, Andy. I had to deal with something there. I see some personal business. Uh, we're, we're up in the the personal personal pod of the Purple Dungeon Squad, and it's getting hairy. We're, we're mm. taking some fire.
0: Never tell me the odds except
1: when it's pertinent to our mission, then definitely enumerate them in great detail.
0: Yeah, what you're looking for is a chief odds officer, and we don't have one on this vessel. We just got a lot of no. weed and a lot of video games. So true. Mm, so true. Dan, nice to see you. Well, nice, nice to, hear to hear you. Nice to
1: see and hear you. Yes. I'm, I'm viewing your home webcam, and everybody is looking. Oh, Look the basically. nest. Sickly.
0: Yeah, the nest. Everyone's you, looking kind of sickly. How are you guys doing over there? Yeah, we're still pretty sick. So, you know, mm-hmm. the sniffling and sneezing and coughing and runny nose so you can get up to, you know, go to work in the morning. That's a mm-hmm. NyQuil commercial. I don't know where that came from. but um, You're living better with chemical enhancement, and I like that about you. It's true. I popped a uh, yeah, I popped one of those little yellow Tylenol cold and flus a couple minutes ago. Feeling mm-hmm. a little groovy over here on, mm-hmm. the, on the Purple Dungeon Squid podcast. You know, they say they dumb people down, but man, I, I cannot tell a difference at all. Oh, yeah, good. Well, there you go. So I'm just going to keep chugging away and being my best here uh, here on the podcast. Dan, what's been going on for you this week, my good man?
1: Oh, I've been striding manfully into the future. I uh, have been eyeing down like a full retrofit of my personal vehicle, which is going to look like about nine hours under the hood this weekend with my uh, kind my kind father, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to take a step back from the parts catalog um, for my 1988 Chevy Deville um, to uh, to look down the pipe of uh, uh, up an
0: actual pipe. Okay. All right. So, a little father, father son, uh, little father son mechanic stuff going on here. This a is the wrong father son fix me up. <laughs> this is the wrong podcast for that, Dan. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you heard, but generally welcome what happens here. Welcome to Shop Talk. <laughs> welcome to welcome to Shop Talk. Today we're putting together a 2001 Volkswagen Beetle. Today on the 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 episode of the Purple Dungeon Wrench. The Purple Dungeon Wrench, yeah, no doubt. This is how it goes, man. Your dad asks you to come and change the summers over to winters about mid-October, and that's when you you just sack up, lock your bedroom door, ignore the screaming, and play video games. At least that's what I Mm did. Yeah, you know, there's something about the reckless abandonment of family members that really, really fires me up. (laughs) Yeah, you know, old dad's sitting there screaming, going, hey, be a contributing member of this household. And you're going, mm-hmm. fuck you, dad. I got Please, Duke ble- Nukem. Please, son, my my back.
1: You know it. And I just like, sorry, dad. Uh, level 6.1 is not
0: going to beat itself. That's it, man. I'm in Wailing Caverns, and I cannot drop group now. need that uh, sweet blue.
1: There's, like, a game you play. And, like, now I really, really, really enjoy time with my dad under the hood it's a really great time it really is. yeah no matter if it's that's cold awesome. or raining but there was a time where here's the game uh, and he dad plays the game of i'm gonna surprise my children with work to do on a saturday with no advance notice so you got an idea what your saturday's got, uh, gonna look like but your dad has a totally other idea oh as, man as,
0: oh that was my dad's move too please continue <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, well, because to him, Saturday is just let's do some chores. Like that's just, I think, as a as a as a father, you just start puttering automatically. There's an automatic putter. So when when you start whatever task it is, it, you're looking. You become like a splinter cell level uh, um, stealth assassin, and you're looking any moment for him to let his guard down for you to ghost him. So. <laughs> He goes. He goes. Hey, can you get some more trash bags? Now you bring the trash bags. You set them
0: near him, and then you ghost him back to the basement. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You hide out down there, friend. And then now, you know, if you hear him coming down the stairs, that's a perfect time to go and uh, go and crush out a Toozy in the downstairs that's, bathroom.
1: That's right. And then you gotta. You like this is a flawed plan from the beginning because he will notice your absence because his his plan is to subjugate your Saturday. When you've escaped, he will. Uh, Commence the search when he finds you you gotta play as dumb as
0: possible. Oh
1: oh, you wanted me to get it and stay. Oh, that makes so much sense. Like now that you say it, I should have figured out that, all right, let's get back out there.
0: And like dad <laughs> wants it to go all day too. He wants you to get some serious chores done between like, well, for, let's, let's roll back a little bit. First, there's this old house. Let's let's not right. forget. First, we're, we're eating breakfast with mom. It's looking like it's going to be a great day. Then this old house comes on in lieu of X-Men and that's a little bit of a bummer, but hey, you can make do. You got a Game Boy after all. That's then right. the choice. Then the chores start. Then they start. Right. It's raking leaves. It's uh, it's fixing the car. It's uh, you know taking out some trash. Moving a sofa. It's always moving a sofa. This old
1: house is known as basic training. You That's, know? It. That's it. That's it. That's the you to basic yeah. training. Mm-hmm. So then you see that lathe. You see that lathe handling. That's choice. Watch that yeah. memory.
0: Someday you'll grow up and have a beard just like Bob Vila. And that's the day that I will be proud. Um, and yeah, I mean, the thing is, dad wants that to go to sundown. He envisions you sitting there around 6 45 p.m. He's got a beer in his hand. You've got whatever the fuck kids drink. And, uh, you know, you're staring <laughs> like, off into the setting sun, sweat down your shirt, you know, some stinky pants on. And he puts his arm around you and says, That was a job well done today, son. He uh, wants
1: you to work from cocks crow to last light. So when the robot
0: apocalypse happens, you will be ready for it. That's, that's that's the, that's the through line on that one. It's a message of love. And as a father, I can begin to respect it. And I, as a father, as a father, I cannot wait for my children to grow to the point where I can subjugate them into, you know, semi laborious duties on a Saturday. Um, you know, Andy, have you bro- broke the
1: cruel news that your your children will have no jobs? Have they Have they learned that fact?
0: <laughs> oh, the, the the being replaced by AI thing. That's what you're referring yeah. to. Yeah, no, yeah. haven't broken that one yet. But it's okay, man. It's still all Disney movies and bowls of fucking ice cream right now. We don't need to worry about the harsh realities of the future.
1: Uh, the smooth texture of being a child, especially a young cute female child mm. there will be no socket organization for them just bows in your hair and frolicking through meadows
0: yeah well i don't know i, I feel like the neighborhood girls in where we were uh, where we grew up i had it pretty rough too i remember i remember going over to some friends houses in the neighborhoods in there they were they were toiling away just as hard as their brothers so that's true yep, yeah good point good point yeah countered yep countered there you go shut it down i'm dan can i tell you some <laughs> some terrifying news hit me i'm going back to las vegas in like six days <laughs> oh man it's intervention time dude this Andy, is you're really gonna have
1: to put a chair
0: down with your name on
1: it and then surround it with the chair the like chairs with the names of your loved ones and you're going to walk into a room that you weren't expecting and there's gonna be some people that says and they're just saying Andy, we love you. Don't go back to Vegas.
0: And I'm saying, is this a pizza party? Because I mean, <laughs> where's the pizza? <laughs> where's the pizza? Yeah, man, it's it's a real thing. Because like, here's the thing: I was in Vegas for five days already. This trip is going to be a six day trip to Vegas. I don't think you're allowed to go to Vegas for that long. I think it's just that's just a bad idea. And yeah, anyway, so uh, you know, we're we're in this space where it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit of a shit show. But that's okay. You know, I, I'm 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 resolving to spend a little bit more time in Vegas um, when I'm outside of the convention uh, looking around for some video game stores some used video game stores. I'm feeling like Nevada's got to have some well at least some good at least some good pawn shops but if not maybe some solid dedicated gaming stores. What do you think? How safe is it to go off the strip like I
1: know that in Nevada in Las Vegas there is like a normal community of people and then there's the strip what is that intermediary outer ring like? Is, is that like the outer ring of Star
0: Wars where it's a hive of scum and villainy? Or how does that work? You know, I don't really know because I stick mostly to the strip and then I take a cab to the convention center. And that's pretty much my whole Las Vegas life, which, you know, it starts to feel like Groundhog Day after the third day. I can't imagine after six. Um, but I'm you know, tell you what, I'll let you know. I'm going to venture out I'm going to bring myself some trail rations, uh, pack my lightsaber, and make my way down to the, uh, the local game store, if one indeed exists. And that's something I like to do when I go to new towns, is kind of scope out a, a local game shop. Maybe I'll even grab a couple photos for the, uh, for the old Purple Dungeon Squid Instagram channel. Which, by the way, friend, if you're not currently subscribed to, go ahead and do that. We post lots of sweet, sweet video game and weed-related photos. So there you go. There's a little plug for our social channel number one, Numero Uno. Yeah, hit
1: us up on the gram. Uh, Andy toils day and night on that gram, and and his heart goes into it, and it shows with yeah. the, the quality of Nug-related content.
0: That's it, man. And every now and again, Dank Dan shows up and double taps. And, you know, I mean, he's always good for a double tap. He's always good for a fingeroo.
1: Um, untrue. And... Maybe
0: I should start doing that. Dan's back in, doubling down. Doubling down, doubling down on the Digit Town. Yes sir, yes sir. Anything else going on for you, buddy? Like here's here's a here's a full disclosure. I think this is going to be one of those weeks where we're a little light on news and a little heavy on smoking the reefer.
1: I heard I heard the whispers on the wind that we're going to move that smoke session forward and I couldn't be more pleased. But there is some choice news bits uh uh, that we got to share some some actually a lot of movement going on uh you know heading into march so i'm stoked about that
0: yeah lots of movement dan is fresh on uh, a new batch of metamucil and he's feeling fly and free why are you doing this why are we going down this path i don't know (laughs)
1: I, I feel like you're I feel like you're trying to like bounce in like the amount of like uh, physicality we know about you. we know you're suffering, we know you're ill. We know you have some chronic addiction issues. you're heading back to Vegas after only six days. The front desk guy has like a mug for you your Andy mug
0: he just slides it here's your mug sir. Welcome back, sir. yeah I tell you, well, let me give, let me give you a little shout out. yeah I don't know if this is a if this is a popular chain in all of America. Right or just in Vegas, but there's sure. a place in the in the uh, in the casino floor of Planet Hollywood called the Earl of Sandwich, and let Ooh. me tell you, I'm not a sandwich guy normally, but sandwiches in Vegas are just. Somehow better, and the Earl of Sandwich specifically has the meanest, the meanest breakfast sandwich I've ever had in my life. Did a little wake and bake, went on down to the Earl of Sandwich, and was treated to a delightful experience in my mouth. I think I was on, that was the, that was, um, that was the strawberry lemon haze morning, right? Nice little upbeat sativa to get my day going. Rolled on down to the Earl of Sandwich, they've got this nice, thick kind of folded egg You've got some real um, cut, like nice thick cut pieces of bacon on there. The buns, what they do, ha, here here's a, here it is. They actually have the buns pre-half baked. So they finish the baking off when you order it. So you've got a fresh baked bun. You've got a big old egg on there. You've got the bacon. You've got some cheese. Here's the secret sauce. At every table, you've got HP sauce. Are you familiar with HP sauce, Dan? Oh, the British House of Parliament sauce? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm
1: familiar. I have a Nana sir. Not oh. a, a grandma, not a, a an oma,
0: a Nana. You got and a Nana. She's very British. I see. I see. So she's she's like high tea British kind of situation? No, she's from Leeds. So um, oh. I
1: mean uh, you said that like you knew other men. I love it, but yeah, yeah, you know not, she's like not, fuck
0: with a fuck with a couple uh, couple fish eating dock workers kind of not lady. quite
1: there. Think
0: no. more right in the middle, but uh, there you go. It's near Lockshire. She's we'll, riding. Ta- she's riding a cow through the pastoral hillsides and drinking a bottle of Jameson at three in the morning. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the picture is is incorrect.
1: There's probably more like uh, tea. And walks down to what you describe as uh, in in those lands an opportunity shop. We call them thrift shops. That is, um, that, is and that
0: is not what I would guess when you no. say an opportunity shop. That's that what does. they call
1: them. The opportunity shopping, uh-huh. right? Yeah. A, that they
0: have an opportunity. I Listen, think they call opportunity things different things down there. <laughs> opportunity a lorry shops. is a thing, and a it's not a thing here. It's not your Aunt lorry. It's uh, it's no, a truck. It's, <laughs> it's a vehicle. It's a truck, or right? And
1: you open the bonnet of the lorry. And then you do a third thing, and yeah. yeah,
0: Britain. There you go. Yeah, you take off Lori's bonnet and then you jump right in her. <laughs> good lord, good lord, man! You brought uh, some of the Vegas back with you. I'm liking this. Yeah, there's I'm some de- this. there's some degeneracy going on here. I can't decide yeah, you're if I like this low and I love do I, it. <laughs> do I like? But the if new you me? go low. Where do I go? You go even Do I have to go lower. high? No, sir.
1: Oh, I you, go you, lower cuz I've no experience going high. You grab it's a totally perisc- new ground.
0: <laughs> you grab a periscope. You put on the goggles and you dive headfirst into the po- the shit pool. Oh, Dank Dan's going deep. <laughs> Dank Dan is going deeper underground in the immortal words of Jamiroquai. Oh man, that
1: heat is canned. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. anyway, back to Earl of Sandwich. So that sandwich hit my uh, enlarged taste buds with the fury of an HP sauce, which is basically British ketchup. It's like this kind of, I don't know, spicy. Bite your tongue, sir. That's what it is. It's British ketchup. No, no, sir. At at, at worst, it's
1: British uh, steak sauce. But sure. it's not British cup ketchup. They eat it
0: on fucking Pardon everything, you. man. Let me tell you, it's not being eaten on steak there. It's being eaten on grilled cheese sandwiches. Jamie right. Oliver told me so in his latest cookbook. Like, there's lots of stuff That's going true. on with HP sauce. It's it's
1: a very, it's got spicy, and it's got a little bit of tang. It's got uh, some herbaceous notes in there, some pepper. It's It's approved by the House of Parliament. That's why it's called HP sauce. And it makes you question, why don't we
0: have a governmentally approved sauce? Let me ask you, if Canada had a governmentally approved sauce, what would it be? I think we do, and it's called maple syrup. I mean, like, let's cut right to it. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. Yep, for sure. And what about America? What's their sauce? Uh, Ketchup, probably. It is ketchup, I feel. Or like melted
1: Crisco. Unless you go, like, to the southern states, and then it's like El Yucateca, which is a delicious, uh, um, you know, uh, hot sauce that you'll find in any reputable taco stand and it is it's it's the she's knees it's it's where you need it
0: taco you see i just i I don't know about like you know uh, a government approved national sauce being hot sauce in the u.s i don't think that i don't think the average american likes that much heat you know what i'm saying
1: what is i mean what is the
0: average american yeah that's a great (laughs) question you know 220 million people melting pot you know what i mean like it's hard to average out I don't know I just you know actually it's, it it broaches another conversation in the same vein which is people who don't like heat it's just that blows my mind a little bit you know it's it's one of life's rare pleasures when you put something excuse me something spicy in your mouth and it burns the shit out of your tongue it's just it's exciting there's something there there's there's like levels and i mean like if you're someone who enjoys
1: zero pain like if you're the type of person where you get a wound and it's dirt in it, and someone's like, I need to clean that wound, and you're, they're like, I think I'll just die of sepsis. Like, that's my choice. I feel like that's the where they are with their flavor. They're like, no spice, because I want no discomfort. Yes. And uh, then there's, you know, the second group where, like, pepper is spicy to them. They're like, whew, too much pepper in there. Like, slow it down because uh, it's like this grading scale. You know, you, you start in at your Red Hots, you start in at your um, Srirachas, and if you continue ca- tasing, uh, chasing that spicy dragon, before long, you're like downing scorpion
0: peppers through your eye holes, and you're like, not enough, let's go not deeper. Not enough, go deeper. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask, you, you like spicy food, yes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, when you've smoked, do you enjoy spicy food? The smoke does
1: raise the game a little bit, right? Um, I, I can't you know what? I, I haven't paired them directly enough to put my finger on it. Right. Um, right. Me where and do you, cannabis where do you fall on that. For
0: sure. me and cannabis are, are a no spicy zone. I don't know what it is. If I've consumed cannabis, my tongue wants absolutely nothing to do with hot spice. What it does want is sweet and salty yeah. and fat. Yeah. That's it. My tongue goes, let's get us some sweet salty fat in whatever order, in whatever proportion, but make sure it has all three. Any spice is a deal breaker in that moment, which is strange because I normally love spice. Yeah, you know, um, after uh, chiefing a nice reef, I like to
1: have some cod liver oil and then like a 30-minute jog. That really gets me there.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, get a yeah. sauna. I wash it. A sauna's really nice after. Yeah, sauna uh, is really nice. A sauna's really nice after and You to throw, throw shade, and, and you just landed in a cool lagoon. Oh, yeah. I want to go to Norway. I want to go to Norway. I want to sit outside in the freezing cold, chuff a bone, and then jump in a sauna. I feel like that would be the ultimate in physical experiences.
1: Um, The Nords have something to that, you know, and they do the oscillation. They go hot sauna right into the frigid waters, hot sauna right into the frigid waters. And it sculpts for you a kind of vascular system that will allow you to fight like a a man possessed by a bear spirit, um, possibly
0: naked while your enemies run in fear. I think that was a quest in The Witcher. Uh, and if it isn't, it should be. It definitely should be. <laughs> that should be. Geralt of Rivia, get on that one. Take some notes. Get down. Get down, get down on it. Get down on it. And uh, now for our sponsors. This episode of Purple Dungeon Squid is brought to you by... Dan, do you know, do you know who's bringing this? bringing this hot, hot heat? I think it's first weed and then... It's video games. Yeah, it's weed and video games. Weed and video games. Thank you for being there for us, friends. Well, this is episode number 13 of the Purple Dungeon Squid. Lucky number 13. The episode, the most recent, uh, I guess we could say that about any episode, and also the episode probably the least focused so far. And if you're impressed by either of those things, please reach out to us if you want to sponsor the podcast at dungeonsquid at gmail.com uh this episode is also brought to you by being hot blooded being hot blooded you should probably get that checked out fever of 103
1: 103
0: brought to you you by blue milk blue milk
1: always better when sucked right from the teats blue milk space teats a funky ball of tits from out of space um uh in the most recent star Wars, if you've seen it uh it features you luke skywalker milking a beast for its blue milk into uh, uh like a glass vessel as he looks kind of condescendingly at ray and you can tell if she wasn't there he was going mouth first onto that nip
0: i see that was a spoiler by the way yeah you know what i feel comfortable with that all right brought to you by popcorn tuna what the Popcorn fuck is this? tuna. The thing that never should happen. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. Uh, brought to you by Friends Without Benefits. I mean, I mean what's the point? <laughs>
1: what are you even doing
0: here? Is that like your good friend who works at a corporation that does not extend him benefits? This is. Like I
1: mean, a- like. I mean like and what benefits are we talking about? Is it like not borrowing a cup of sugar? Like it like, what are we what are we talking about? Do they need health coverage? Obamacare, get on it. Sign up. He, he's your Today. friend
0: he's your friend who rolls into HR on the first day to the attractive HR lady and goes, So what are my benefits, Susan? Wink wink. Susan, judge. Would you like to read them to me? Would you wanna read oh, me those like benefits? some
1: benefits like some of that? Oh hip. Oh, yeah. There you go. Brought I to think you that's finally... An, that's an Ontario-only gag. Yeah, oh, that's
0: <laughs> Ontario Health Insurance Plan, I think is what that is. Um, and brought to you finally by Safe for Work Porn. Hey, now there's something that everybody can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just a man riding one of those exercise balls. He's just bouncing around the gym. I, I, I picture like people dressed in office
1: clothes but like in compromising positions, but like they have that
0: face, like let's do business. Yes. Uh, yes. If you want to actually sponsor the show, feel free to email us at purple at gmail.com. Until then you'll have to put up with all of this nonsense. Oh, I'll never stop. I'll you, never stop. Uh, he, he'll never stop. <laughs> Who? How about that fire? Dan, that hot, hot heat. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Strange uh, strange, strange fact. I was at a um, the trade show I was at in Vegas last. Someone actually blew up a vaporizer and it caught fire in the convention center. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty scary. Guys, if you are vaping uh, your e-liquid, which, by the way, I'm in support of. I think e-liquid is a great thing. You know, tobacco is a real killer, guys. So if you can find some way to wean yourself off of it, I find for myself, um, you know, vape hits that same feeling in the back of your throat as tobacco does. You can kind of throttle up, throttle down the nicotine. It's, uh, you know, it's it's to me a much better alternative. But there's this subculture of folks that love to overclock the shit out of their batteries. And that's when things uh, things go wrong. So don't do that because you're liable to blow your fucking hand off. Bilala. You're dealing with hot, hot heat. And I, I like how we did get into the bro- boring, uh,
1: preachy part early. Um, you know, it's, it's becoming a little bit of an issue. School administrators are starting to, uh, not have like an answer to e-cigarette and cannabis use that's been vaporized. So like, like how do you detect vapor? And like, they're talking about like new detection tools, like vapor detectors, like going deep on this
0: thing. Yeah. It's interesting actually. Um, so I was at a, so I had two experiences at a club, right? uh in, not in my whole adult life although it sounds <laughs> well maybe well maybe though I went to, yeah, you know, to be fair, to be fair. That's what happens in the very here's early. Here's two out of the 10 of Andy's adult club experiences. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so we were at a club uh, and, you know, I got pat down and we were in Nevada shortly after it uh, shortly after it legalized last year. Um, and, you know, they found a vape on me and there was like a good 15 minute discussion that ensued because the guy in front of me got in with a vape, right? No problem. He had an e-liquid vape. My vape was slightly smaller, and they suspected that I had cannabis oil in there. Now they were completely right. I did. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely had. De- <laughs> and they were correct about that. <sighs> they, had, they were absolutely right. But you know, I, I, I was sitting there thinking like, how do you know this could just be normal e-liquid? Like, and like, let's be real, cannabis is legal there. And all I, all I wanted to do was not have to buy alcohol and just sit there and you know puff away on my my oil. Um. Yeah. Long story short, they confiscated it, and away I went. And the same thing happened. Another experience, a similar club, and you know we were rolling in, and we actually had a, a table at the time, so we were you know we were dropping some some reasonable cash on on entering this establishment, and man, the Amount of ire in this again legal state that we drew for bringing in some uh, some uh, cannabis oil vaporizers was just was just astounding. So it's a smell thing. They can kind of waft it under their nose, and you can kind of tell if you know the texture of e liquid. E liquid, if you can see the actual liquid, is definitely thinner than uh, what you're going to get in an oil pen. Um, so mm. they can tell, but. You know, to to the point of like a teacher. I mean, I I guess until I imagine at some point they'll be well versed enough in it to know when you're looking at an e liquid or a cannabis pen. But yeah, I can see the issue right now for sure. I'm weirdly libertarian
1: on this type of thing. I'm like, if little Johnny, with his own money, went out and uh, purchased and acquired an e pen, uh, you know, with nicotine in it. I mean, that's kind of his decision. You know, you're his parent. Maybe you should intercede if you're not for that. You're his legal guardian. Um, Then I see like a totally different little Johnny, and I'd like to call him Little Douchey Johnny, where he like goaded his stepmom into buying him a vape so he could blow thick clouds like his friends. You've all failed um, from stem to (laughs) stern.
0: Yeah, fair enough on that note. Fair enough on that note. Um, It's, you know, it's it's quite the thing. And to be honest with you, I do love um, that with extract vapes. 'Cause to be fair, herb vapes are way too stinky to pull this off anywhere. It, pardon me. The challenge with a with a herb vape is of course it, it I don't know what how to describe it. What does it do? It dehydrates or um de something. Decarbolizes or something is the is That's the That's right. Yes, is the the scientific term for what it does to to weed, to vaporize it, right? And when you've got, like, my Da Vinci, for example, you hit it, you know, five times and you let it sit there long enough. Man, does it ever stink. Stinks like burnt ass hair. It's really bad, right? You have to vape it immediately or else you're going to have that bad stink. But with extract vapes, you've actually got a pretty decent, you know, a pretty decent smell that they put off. And you could, in many ways, especially if you're not, you know, um, a, a regular vapor, you could you could just assume that it was e-liquid, right? So I do kind of love that those two lines are blurred because it does let you get away with uh, with doing a little vape in public here and there, you know.
1: Yeah, and it, you know what? It's it's inoffensive and it's discreet. Um, uh, you know, uh, risking uh, blowing my own cover. I would love to roll in a movie theater um, with an e-liquid uh, so a weed solution because it's unobtrusive, you know, there's no smell. I can sort of uh, re-up in the theater, which is, you know, my preferred viewing experiences with with the, a little bit of cheap happening. And, uh, you know, no one's the wiser, and it ruffles no feathers. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a victimless uh, operation there. Uh, because, you know, the, the the only other option is to duck out into one of the strange alcoves that exists within the geometry of movie theaters, where there's always seems to be something that I like to call Hogwarts, where there's like a, a strange geometry where they're hiding an access door through like, a, it's like an, a two oblong turns. And you, so you make a couple uh, uh, little movements there to the side of the building, and you're suddenly totally obscured, obscured from the views of others and wind. And you can sort of uh, uh, huff a bone there. Uh, oh, but what happens wow. in your the inner oh, workings buddy. of a movie theater? Look at this. I need to show you a couple of the more choice Hogwarts because I, you know, you and I haven't seen too many movies together uh, at the theater. Maybe, oh, buddy, this isn't the time, but you remember when we went and saw Harry Potter in the theater? No, that was a the, bad, the incident, that it was a bad incident that occurred. No, we're not going to share that'll that We're not going to share that. That'll be incident. that'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll be on the yeah. That'll, that'll be, be locked away in the vault. Some bad but stuff. But in like
0: this, this it was strange all over. Sh- it was all over the pants stuff, though. It's all good.
1: Oh, uh, It's all over the pants. All consensual. Um, so there's always a strange geometry that lends it to a secret space, and you can huff a bone there. But what happens uh, you know 80 minutes in um, to the film you're watching to Blade Runner? Um, which should have got
0: uh, more tickets. I blame you, casual listener. Um, yeah, you know,
1: and you need to re up, and I, I think
0: that's a perfect solution. Yeah, man, and that's, that's listen. Vaping on the go, vaping low pro is a nice thing. I, uh, I have a, a really nice ceramic vaporizer, and you know, it, it just it fits on any um, any mod. And, you know, it's it's a ceramic coil inside, so it actually doesn't ever need to be replaced. As long as you don't mm. burn it burn it too hot, it'll actually just burn off all of the extract from the inside and, and it'll maintain and stay pretty clean. And so you can just drop a little dab of shatter in there. You can vape on it for, I mean, for me, it lasts, you know, several sessions, right? Um, and it's nice, you know, you can take a little hoot. It gives you... The thing I've noticed about shatter when vaped is it's not at all the feeling you get when you do a dab. You know, dabbing can be very almost debilitating, like it can like really lock you down and put you put you deep. Right. Uh, I find when you're when you're vaping on shatter, it's very hard to for me anyway to hit that that saturation point of too much. It kind of just keeps me on the edge of um, of of a cerebral euphoric kind of fun body buzz. And, uh, it's, it's just a nice thing to have out with you when you're on a night out. So it's, uh, it's a great option if you're, if you're trying to keep it low pro for sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's a great, a great option as long as uh, you don't get hands up by bouncers Uh, or Dan, you know, just, just just stay away from the movie theaters with dank Dan. You'll be all right.
1: See, you say that now,
0: but, you were saying we should get some more butter for the popcorn, and I know what that means. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the old butter trick, what can I say? Um, Dan, Nintendo had put up a feature a little while ago, uh, and I believe this is in the Nintendo store, yes, for its Switch games?
1: Yeah, you got it, man.
0: Right. So this was a user review feature, very similar to what Steam or Amazon do, where you can roll in there, take a look at a product, and see what people have, have, have had to say about it. Um I think it was two weeks that this was functional towards the end of 2017. And they've removed the feature entirely. And I just, I had to look at this and wonder what the hell is being hidden? <laughs> what, what the hell happened? Something really weird happened. And like, it's
1: hard to nail it down. And there, the, it, I feel like we don't know everything about it, but here's, here's like the basics. Uh, Nintendo really made a robust... A review system, and it had a cool, a cool level of nuance that a lot of them don't. You uh, specified at what kind of reviewer you were. Am I? And it would vet you. You had to have played two hours of the game, um, you know, and be a, an approved user. You know, you you really you weren't to keep the trolls out. You know, keep the trolls at bay. So you'd mark yourself as a casual gamer or a core gamer, hey or buddy, a Nintendo. Hey buddy, you fan. want to buy
0: cheap Gucci shoes? <laughs> CheapGucciShoes.com. Slash EU slash R. <laughs> yeah, that buy guy. Buy
1: cheap, buy really cheap phone cards. Call you Uganda. You want to call you Uganda. Um, or, you know, you even mark yourself as a parent and you could hit it with one to five stars and give, you know, nice hash labels like uh, fun to play or great value or What was that, Grandpa? Sound.
0: Hash labels? But-
1: it, they're not. I don't want to call them a tag. I don't want to. I just choose no. Not to. Okay. You cool you choose. That? That's you that's know?
0: a that's a personal choice. Yeah,
1: hey, I got a hashtag for you. It's a hashtag. Each hit and die. Can you just go ahead and tag that? Right that's a good. It's a,
0: it's a good hashtag. It's a hashtag. <laughs> I'll definitely die long after you because you're an old fuck.
1: Well, Andy. I mean,
0: we'll see if you survive the the night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that sounds like a an audio-recorded uh, uh, threat, death threat. Yeah, so that's out actionable. That the That's RCMP action. That's definitely. I'm mean, going to ship that one off down to the Mounties as soon as they Who finish says up what there. what happened?
1: Yeah, and <laughs> the man was in poor health, fired. He's got some gambling debts across
0: the border. Who knows? He had, a, he had a one-way train ticket booked to Vegas for six days. Oh, yeah, he was a fucking degenerate for sure. <laughs> so, uh, and then he's going back. Um, the hashtag so thing is anyway. really cool, though, because... That's something that I think Amazon and Steam would do well to uh, would do well to pirate the ability to to kind of um, hashtag a review against a product. For example, if you're if you know you're blown away by the graphics, a hashtag good graphics would be really cool to just kind of search recent uses of that hashtag, right?
1: Yeah, and big data and uh, all kinds of big data applications. You know, um, so you know I'm racking my brain trying to figure it out because the Nintendo release. About this, like the statement they've made is so weird. They came out and said, uh, we need to evaluate this feature and its functionality. We currently have no estimated date on when an update will be provided. What? We appreciate, they don't have a date for an update. They're like, we don't even know when we won't
0: know what we're going to do. They're like, we spent a lot of time, we burned a lot of money, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, sometimes things stay buried for a reason. So and, and this and it
1: is very there's a like a level of Japanese politeness here that I appreciate and we appreciate the positive response and thank the reviewers who provided such thoughtful commentary on the games now and they also refer to the the um, review system as a as a trial he's right. like uh, this you know that they, they was, we always meant to take it down so you know I had to dig deep into what I know about the internet so I think that one of three things happened um, some some people found a way to, to put down some really, really rough content or <clears throat> they didn't consider the fact of how much spoiler type material could be dropped right in a review. Sure. Even in like an honest review of the game because you're going to that store to buy the game. And if someone says the end boss, you know, being this twist character really made me upset, you know, whatever it happens to be, that's rough if I'm
0: about to click purchase, Right. Yeah, but, like, Steam is, the, I would guess, uh, the largest gaming store um, in the space, and they do that all day long. There's there's reviews all over the place about the game and the texture, and then, yeah, for specific moments in the game that are good or bad or otherwise. It'd be, it seems strange that Nintendo would, would find numbers with that, don't you think?
1: It, it's possible, right? Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it Something must have come up. Like, maybe they're recruiting for Al-Qaeda there. I don't know.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Nintendo is the great Satan,
0: and Mario is their avatar, yeah, no kidding. and uh, people, this are, man, like, people saw you, the you, of their ways. <laughs> you play Splatoon at three in the morning, we fly you out to Cairo. You meet a man in a red van, shoot him the red paintball. Away you go. <laughs> Entirely. So, I mean, and it's strange that there's not more. Like,
1: normally you hear about the debacle, and then the company response. We just have the company response, which response which like leaves me with these huge questions. And I'm assuming
0: the worst, right? Yeah, it's like a persona situation, man. Turns out when you use a hashtag in a video game review, it opens up a portal to an alternate dimension where demons <laughs> leak out. And so you just gotta shut it down. At some point, you got to go, oh, wow, that's a ooh, bad one there. Uh, let's, uh, let's just take this down and pretend it never happened. It was a test after yeah. all. Yeah, really, um, a test of
1: the integrity of our spatial universe. Um, so until Nintendo gives us like a more concrete and detailed explanation of why the eShop feature uh, for reviewing was taken down, it's kind of anyone's guess. And I think we should guess early and often.
0: Early and often. Um, I want to say
1: uh, um, chronic diarrhea. I don't I'm not
0: sure how that applies, but all I can do is agree. I think you're right. I think you're right on this one. Guess, guess early and often. Um, Hey, there is uh, there not a lot of not a lot of games releasing in March, which is kind of a a bummer. A little bit, don't you think? That's a weird way to transition into that. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know, chronic <laughs> chronic diarrhea of the mouth. Um, but I'm looking at this release schedule for <laughs> uh, for for games that are coming out this month, and it's got me feeling a little sad. At the same time, though, I've got such a backlog going on right now. Dan, do you have a backlog? Yeah, are you, are you, you got of a course big one? I do. Yeah, I'm almost-, almost happy to take a breath. And actually,
1: this drops some reminders for titles on my lap of like uh, a neglected games on my to be played list.
0: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Um, so this month, uh, near the beginning, of March sixth, we've got Final Fantasy fifteen coming out for PC. Um, I'm really interested to see who is buying a, a Final Fantasy game on the PC, specifically Final Fantasy fifteen, which of course, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say of course, but hasn't had the warmest reviews across the Final Fantasy series. Um, it just it seems like a game you wouldn't want to play on a computer. Agree? Disagree? What do you think? I mean, people can
1: duplicate um, a lot of console experiences on computer. You know, they they their PC has got, you know, great graphics card, great display, you know, uh, high that's fidelity true. sound. And and they have a controller, you know. So if that's your rig and you love Final Fantasy, I mean, that's the way you go, I suppose. And I, I mean, Final Fantasy fifteen has got some shade but that's because people's expectations are very high like most reviewers are putting it sort of at an eight out of ten. Which oh yeah is, i mean nothing to sneeze at
0: really that, like, yeah. that high yeah I, I'm, I'm actually absolutely. i'm curious final fantasy xv right i, I want to see what uh yeah i mean it's actually you're right i, I actually it's, i thought it was a bit much more of a stinker than than what you're describing let's see what metacritic has to say
1: You know, when you're riding chocobos across the beach at dusk with your three compatriots and you're hunting iconic Final Final Fantasy monsters in a huge picturesque world, I mean, it feels like all you could want from a Final Fantasy game.
0: You know, Man, this this has an con- 80, 81 on on Metascore based on one hundred and nine critics. I, I like I actually thought this game was was kind of a flop, but it turns out it's pretty fucking well reviewed. I think this is one I might have to pick up. But let me contrast
1: that, you know. But when it funnels me into linear, poorly designed scenarios with tight spaces and overly simplistic combat, it, it kind of angers you deeply, deeply in your soul. And so this game's got both. Right? So that's the thing. It's got these great things. You know, it takes some risks that don't necessarily pay off as a game, but, you know, it's, uh, you got this uh, quartet of heroes that's got like a ton of soul to it and a couple like painful bits. Um, and they've committed to submit this, like uh, support this game with um, DLC uh, episode releases. So I'm kind of open to it, but this will be one that I circle back to probably.
0: So, so have you played the game at all or? No. Okay, so most of your assumptions or assessments are based off of um, like reviews you've read. Uh, reviews, let's plays, um,
1: and uh, I think I, I played a little bit of the demo when it when it when it came out. Fair yeah, I'm, I'm just
0: I'm demo. interested in this now. Here's the thing: I have such a hard time with Final Fantasy games. The last one I got through with any degree of um, uh, sorry, I, I, the last one I got deep into was Final Fantasy X. Grommititis and the you know giant hungering doom thing in the ocean and the what the hell was the name of the sport that they had in that one blitzball uh, I think it was blitzball? did you play
1: yeah yeah did you yeah. play
0: Final Fantasy ten
1: I, I beat Final Fantasy ten in its in its entirety yeah
0: it's a good one it was a really good one I enjoyed that one for sure um, and Final Fantasy seven I did beat um, although I, I I'm very hazy on it. Uh, that being said, you know, never got around to Final Fantasy IX, which I understand is is wa- by, reviewed by many people as their favorite. Um, Final Fantasy VIII, I hear, was a bit of a crapshoot. I don't know. I, I just I, I don't have a ton of experience with the series because you know how I you know how I do with, you know, 80 to 100 hour RPG epics. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm, it's, yeah. a bit, it's a bit of a challenge in my life. It's it's my cross to bear. Um, but I'm I'm interested in this one. I'm interested in this one because you know the idea of picking up a Final Fantasy title and spending many hours, you know, uh, crawling through that iconic and somewhat romantic setting feels feels like something I want to get down with. You know?
1: Yeah. You you, you knew what you were getting um, from basically everything from seven up until ten, and ten took a little bit of a divergence from the series. And then they kind of started taking um, some some risks, you know. They started trying different things, different um, styles of combat. They got a little bit out of the turn base and tried to do some active, more active combat, um, you know, elements. And, and then, you know, with varying levels of success... And, uh, you know, I found myself leaving some Final Fantasy games by the wayside unfinished. You know, I didn't complete 13. Um, You know, I played 10 and and beat it and really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that was one of my favorites of the the modern releases. Um, But, you know, you like a game that's a classic that still tries to evolve. And I I think that's what the the biggest challenge is for a developer, you know, uh, that holds a, a license like this is... How do I honor what people love about this game, and and everybody loves like what Final Fantasy is to them might be different things. Um, why, how do I honor that while still moving at the pace of what new games are? Um, because if you go back and and play, um, you know Final Fantasy's earlier releases, even with the air of nostalgia, you know the rose-colored glasses, it can feel a little
0: bit slow. Right. right? Yeah, I remember uh, I nope. picked up the original Final Fantasy on my iPhone when it first came out. And it was, I mean, to me, and I don't mean to sound like a heretic, but it was nigh unplayable. I, it's a hard time with it. You know, it's like there, there was there was the charm there of Final Fantasy. And, you know, I'm also a Final Fantasy 14 fan. Uh, my yep. wife my wife and I played a good amount of Final Fantasy fourteen, which is the online, the MMO. Um, and you know, the the elements of Final Fantasy, everything from the spell names, you know, your fire, your blizzard, everything from the monsters, your CAC 2R, right? Uh, and your MOGs and Moogles, and, and just even the way they name their characters, even the way they position, it's it's just it's so odd. It's such a strange game, you know. There's a, just a def, there's a definitive way that you might run into a NPC named fucking corn chip, and it just it's it's finally so you're like oh it's Final Fantasy that's so Final Fantasy right, uh, and I love that they have that uh, that aesthetic, but I, I actually found almost none of that in the original Final Fantasy, so it seems like a lot of what I like about Final Fantasy has actually been born out of its iterations over the generations.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they're all of a time like. Final Fantasy 1, you have to stack it up to the other games that are available at that time. Right. You know what I mean? When you're looking down the barrel of Mario, you know, Final Fantasy has all this mystery and, and, and the battle system so, you know, nuanced and you got a party and it, it has this, this like, RPG feel. You, you, all you can stack it up against is, you know, Mario and another Compatriot, like say, Dragon's uh, Dragon Warrior, right? And suddenly it shines, you know. But if if you're not, if you didn't play it of the time, going back to it, unless like that is totally your jam old school rpgs that are really really you know uh slow and nuts and bolts and eight-bit sound um it can it can be painful it could be a, if you had to play final fantasy one all the way through like it was a judge sort of handed it down as a punishment for jaywalking like you wouldn't jaywalk again like no. it would be painful you'd
0: be like nah dog. i'm good yeah i mean you know and i'm sure there's lots of folks out there who love that game right and to, you know to its credit it's got it's got the charm and and those original character concepts and of course, you know, like many folks, the Black Mage is my favorite, right? But <laughs> those original character concepts are are immortal, right? They're 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 firmly rooted in video game culture. You look at them, and you know that's Final Fantasy. Um, anyway, so waxing kind of poetic about that, I'm interested in trying Final Fantasy 15. I'd love to uh, love to get down with that. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a game we uh, we play you and I in the near future. Yeah, take a little peek. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins is getting a DLC this month, uh, Curse of the Pharaohs, which seems to be like, I mean, it's nothing earth shattering. Uh, It's some additional content. They're raising the level cap a little bit. Um, And I believe you're actually going to the Valley of the Kings, I want to say, and you're... you're uh, you're, the dead are being risen and you're fighting against some very well-known pharaohs and stuff like that. It sounds cool. It's a neat premise. Assassin's Creed Origins is one of the first games we talked about on the Purple Dungeon Squid podcast. How about that for nostalgia?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. Yo, those many months ago. Uh, Yeah, it, it, this game uh, is... Another reason to say, hey, come over here and play uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Origin, uh, Origins. The game looks great. The combat looks amazing. You know, I was watching some some uh, footage of it today. Yeah, and the they, combat is they good. Really, have made it a wonderful uh, looking game, and this one really focuses on the pharaohs and a, a lot of the the lore of um, of uh, Egypt and how pharaohs. Believed in there was an afterlife, and so you have to travel um, to each of these pharaohs' afterlives through portals in their um, in their tombs. You actually go to one of the the uh, uh, famous necropolises in Egypt in the Valley of the Kings. The old necropolis, temples, and all of these um, uh, their afterlives are different. They're all constructed for them, and they delve into the six or the five. Parts of the soul that the uh, e- ancient Egyptians believed in, um, including um, part of your soul is a bird with a human face, um, which is horrifying. That's uh, but, yeah, you know, that's you, great. That's nightmare yeah, sauce right there. Yeah, but they it really it really delves into it. And from what I can see, the enemies are interesting. I, I saw a bus-sized scorpion at one point, which can really get you going. Did, did um, he? Um, did he have the head of Dwayne the Rock Johnson? the upper torso of one
0: Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He did not. Thank Let the, me tell you something about Lord. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If I, could, if I could have any celebrity's body, it would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's the biggest motherfucker I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just I would love to be that intimidating. You know what I mean? Like, it just literally... I think he eats something to the tune... Uh, most of his diet is... <laughs> okay, I saw a picture of him recently. I was like, I wonder what this guy eats. Googled it. He eats like pounds and pounds of cod every day that's his main diet staple so this guy drops like i think if you want to eat like Dwayne the rock johnson you need to drop between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars a week on cod it's fucking crazy
1: uh yeah they're getting that high quality protein that's not going to stop your heart um you have to eat to sustain what is an unnatural amount of mass and your body's busy trying to lean you down uh, because it's like, Hey man, we don't need this much muscle for anything ever. Yeah. And uh, you're like, no, let's let's do it. Um, yeah. And he's topping out 5,000 calories a day, no matter what, 100%. spread over, spread over seven and, meals. And that's
0: why I'm working. It's not to support my family. It's not to create a beautiful life for, for them and us. It's so that I can, I can sit back and chuff down $2,000 of cod every week. So I can look like the rock too.
1: And you look at um, some of these uh, these guys that are actors that are trained for uh, training for superhero movies and uh, you know they talk about the hardest thing is the eating, you know and either it's like it's not fun food. and uh, you know, one of Ryan Reynolds tricks is he's just blending chicken with water and drinking it. He's like it's the only way to get the chicken breast down, the un you know the the baked. You know, skinless chicken breast that he's got to consume, and and uh, that's what he needed like,
0: to—that's what he needed to chuff down uh, for his role as talking Pikachu. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely, very key. Got to get that ripped Pikachu.
0: Yes, uh, either that or it was a, a desperate cry for help. Uh, just just chugging chicken to try and get out of his contract.
1: Someone stop me! This Someone, has
0: gone too far. It's gone too far, for sure, for sure. I can tell you, after five thousand calories a day. And two thousand dollars worth of cod a week. I do not want to smell what the rock is cooking.
1: <laughs> Classic. <laughs>
0: um, but back to Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, man, I'm actually watching a trailer right now um, for the new for the new DLC for Curse of the Pharaohs, and it just it brings me back to how. Good. This game is I was actually speaking to just a just an acquaintance recently. Uh, We got on the topic of video games and, and the most recent game that he had played was Assassin's Creed Origins. And it's like I hear this story again and again. People are just surprised that the that the game came back in such a let's call it a different way with such with such punch. Bayek is just a great character um, you know, his, his motivations and his story, the, the kind of the, the intertwining with his family as well is just, it's interesting. And the setting is unique. Like you just don't get a lot of games in Egypt, you know, it's just not a popular setting. And I think that, uh, I think that they really found, a, found a space to create a really neat game. in. so, um, although I haven't played too far into this game, I think I'm about 15 hours deep before I set it down for other games. I'm probably going to return to this one in the near future. As evidenced by the fact that there's nothing else to play in March. hmm Yes, feeling good on that one. Feeling good on that one. And what else is coming out? Kirby Star Allies? Have you heard of this? What is that? It sounds like a Kirby game. Sure. Did you see anything about it or Kirby Star Allies? Uh, it's, a Switch, it's a Switch title.
1: So I think it's on the Switch, and what you have is Kirby... And he's got some friends, and they're going to scroll sideways um, through some lands, almost certainly.
0: Yep. All right. Well, fuck you very much on that one, Dank Dan. (laughs) You're welcome, buddy. I'm here for you. (laughs) You're always here to back me up with that fire content. It's going to be a fucking curvy game. Enjoy yourselves, guys. It's coming to the Switch. Um, One last little tidbit here. Did you know that Bloodborne is actually going to be March's PlayStation Plus uh, title? Um, Yeah, I did. I did know that. Oh, well, there goes the, the surprise. In that instance, you just say, no, I didn't, Andy. That's so fantastic. I'm not going fa- to break my real style yes. for you. Yes. Well, what little style you have, you should conserve. Um, but Bloodborne, uh, I know that you've made it quite far into that game. Um, I'm unsurprisingly only a couple hours deep, but it is an excellent title, and it's dripping with atmosphere and mood, and the fact that it's free is fucking awesome. I picked it up for, I think, 30 or $40 only a couple months ago, so uh, definitely a good pickup.
1: Right, right, right. So are you, you're talking about for the PlayStation Plus, it's going to be free in, in March's lineup?
0: Yeah, it's going to be PlayStation Plus free.
1: Well, yeah, and you know, it's it's great because this is a, a hardcore game and it's a AAA release, so it's it's cool to see that offered. Yeah. You know, another reason to keep your PlayStation uh, membership fresh. Um, uh, also dropping in March, I, though. I mean, I,
0: I, guess, I guess we can say it's not necessarily free then because you are... Kind of, you of pay are paying for, for it. it Yeah You did pay for it with money Yeah you um, did Also
1: dropping in mm. March Is Assassin's Creed Rogue right?
0: Uh, what is that?
1: It's the remaster of the PS3 So this is kind of interesting um, They did uh, When when Rogue released There is a PS4 release as well The same day for another Assassin's Creed game So it was almost like U- Ubisoft hedged their bets And released two Assassin's Creed titles Across two different platforms and this is like the third one in the American sort of storyline, and it, it kind of picks up where Black Flag left off. Okay, um, and you know it's a good game, um, not as not the be- the best one, not the worst one. Um, it has some you know laughable characters and some parts of it fall flat, but great ship combat. <laughs> Um, some interesting storylines, and the remaster, although it doesn't look like a total remaster, is 4K and is coming to the PS4. So if you miss that one, um, it's a good chance to pick it up.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I guess this one's set in the mid 18th century, and you're playing as a Templar, which is, I believe, an organization opposite from the uh, the Assassins. So that's kinda yeah, kind of neat, kind of a flipping the flipping the formula on its head a bit.
1: Yeah, you're 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 actually a um, retired assassin that's that's going after his ex-compatriots, and you know he uh, he's sort of a, a little bit reticent to put them to the sword, um, but that uh, that's sort of his mission.
0: Oh, okay. So lots of inner conflict. You got it, buddy. There deeply, you go. Deeply entwined. Well, we all have some of that. Some of us have to kill our former uh, guildmates. Other of us, you know, we put on high heels and call it a day. But you know, whatever, whatever you need. Wow, I love it! Revealing, revealing, <laughs> Oh, incredible. Um, Metacritic's eighth annual game publisher rankings. This is kind of neat. Uh, we won't go too deep into this, but they have ranked the best publishers of twenty seventeen, and uh, unsurprisingly, Nintendo and Bethesda are near the top. That's kind of neat. Well, what did Beth- Bethesda had a bunch of really great games come out last year, right? Bethesda um, had a great year, and you know, along with a hundred different
1: releases of um, you know Elder Scroll titles it had a big splash with the Wolfenstein title that it got out the door which oh yeah I can play know, Skyrim I can play Skyrim on
0: my uh, on my kid's leap pad now <laughs> yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I played it in a muddy puddle so yes, for sure you, you you roll into the Johnson uh you fire up the urinal and you play some Skyrim while you're taking care of your business
1: yeah, so uh, Wolfenstein 2: The New Colossus um, got an 88 on uh, on on the Metacritic score, um, and you know they had a lot of great titles. They had The Evil Within. Was um, that know, Bethesda? A bunch. Yeah, buddy, that was. Oh, Bethesda.
0: E- Evil Within is a game that I'm definitely interested in playing. I'm a real like, I'm terrible at horror games. We've talked about this a bit before. I also like to smoke a bit before I before I play video games, so it gets a little too creepy. <laughs> If I've, got, if I've got something, you know, I don't know, a half disembodied child running towards me with an axe. Um, but I hear The Evil Within is kind of the pinnacle of the horror game, uh, not just because it's giving you a bunch of jump scares, because it is truly an interesting game, as well as also has a pretty good storyline, from what I understand, and some genuine creepy horror in there. So yeah, I think that one's probably a pickup for me this year also. Um, probably go back to that. What else did Bethesda have? so um, uh, did various releases in elder scroll uh did, did a
1: reboot of the prey franchise um you know and uh, it did uh, its worst release the stinker would be doom vfr which is the the uh the vr um uh doom game that got a, a stinky 69
0: Ooh, oh dishonored dishonored came out um and they did morrowind for the elder scrolls online
1: Cool. Yes, and the stinky sixty nine is when you fail to shower previous to. Um, So, hidden spot number two, uh, Nintendo, which shocked me because I thought Nintendo was going to get number one. Sure,
0: that looks like I mean I'm looking at like make no mistake, Wolfenstein Two, The Evil Within Two, Prey. We forgot about Prey. Um, Those are strong titles. Yeah, yeah, those. Oh, sorry, you, I may have forgotten about prey. Those are strong titles, but Nintendo had like its banner year of banner years with the Switch. What were the Nite- What were the actual Nintendo releases though? Nintendo games 2017. Oh yeah, well I don't know. Fucking Breath of the Wild. Seriously, like yeah. I. It's very strange to me that Bethesda would have edged out Breath of the Wild on on any merit. Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon two. Uh, Mario, yeah, Mario Kart. Card? Well, Mario yeah. Kart was a uh, was a re release of uh, of the Wii U title, but um, that's neither here nor counts. there. Uh, counts. counts for sure. Mario and Rab- plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Let-, let me just preface this by saying I hear Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle is quite good. I hear it's like a Mario Rabbids XCOM. Sounds very fascinating. Rabbids, though get under my skin in the worst way. Like I can't I can't do rabbits. Have, have you played a Rabbids I, I game before? Know I don't even know what you are talking about. They're basically highly dysfunctional rabbits that scream and 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 lull their tongues around and smash into walls and ride grocery carts and shit. It's it's like a bad animation from the 90s. You know, it's something it's you, like you turn like the garbage on-
1: pail kids of, of animations. It's something yeah. that's like it just it offends you on like some level of what like
0: is classy. Sure, it's like it's like an it's it's a cartoon that's trying to be edgy and comes on at eleven o'clock p.m. on Teletoon in two thousand and four. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the vibe, and you're like, this is just kind of weird and inappropriate. They're an anyway. instant B of
1: characters, difficult to look at.
0: Yeah, um, but on top of that, there was Xenoblade's Chronicles Two. Uh, Xenoblade, I know, kind of got mixed reviews, but I've, I've got it on good authority from a couple of good friends that it was solid. Pokemon Ultra Sun and and Ultra Moon. Um, so to me, like this is this is absolute it's, it's no contest.
1: All about the average metascore, my friend, and the average metascore was seventy eight. And what killed them? Because to give you an idea, Bethesda's was seventy nine point nine. What killed them is a little game called Flip Wars, which Flip Wars. you haven't heard of. Nobody's heard of. Picture Bomberman, but instead of dropping bombs, you drop stomps, which change color tiles, but everything else, it's pretty much Bomberman. And you didn't hear about it because Nintendo didn't talk about it. And its maver- its average critic review was a, a super stinky 53. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. It,
1: and uh, and that yeah. brought that brought their their total titles down. Now, uh, you know, the Bethesda put 12 distinct titles down, whereas Nintendo put down 31. And right. uh, they, they edged them out on the average by two points. But the score is the score, my man. And I mean, this no one's thinking, oh, maybe Breath of the Wild, it wasn't that good. I mean, still a
0: masterpiece, you know? Is it ever, man? I'm still picking up that game and playing it on the regular. Um, I'm almost through the second temple, uh, which is you know, saying a lot considering I'm playing, I don't know, a hundred million other games <laughs> at the same time uh, with, with very limited time. So um, Breath of the Wild is definitely, uh, definitely my favorite game of 2017. And that's the only reason I weep a little bit to not see Nintendo on top of the heap here.
1: Uh, yeah, true. Now, coming in at number three, and this actually kind of warms my heart yeah. Sega. What? Sega landed at number three. What did Sega even yeah. have?
0: What did Sega even have in 2017?
1: Well, bite your tongue because I hear your tone and I don't appreciate it. Um, Sonic Mania did very well. The new sure. Sonic game. Sure. People loved it. People loved it. Not so um, much Sonic they, Forces, though. That was a fucking stinker. It did hurt. It hurt everybody um, around the room. Bayonetta also dropped for PC this year from Sega, which was loved by all. Right, um,
0: you know, and oh uh, no, Bayonetta didn't drop PC Bayonetta. This is what the words that I've said. <laughs> Did it? I didn't even. I had no idea it was on PC. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay, and then uh, they they also put out Yakuza uh, Kiwami too. So that that was uh, a solid one, I believe, as well. So
1: they put out sixteen distinct titles, and in terms of Metascore, there are only four points. Um, behind uh, our friends at Nintendo, you know, uh, and uh, with a seventy-five point five, um, so they did well. Yeah, all and right. They did well, this year, well, and Sega's taken some big hits. Takes yeah, big hits.
0: Speaking of big hits, why don't we head over to the smoke shots? Hey, Oh, you're speaking my language. I just, uh, I just stumbled over my own tongue.
1: I tried to say speaking my language and like dank dan and it didn't work.
0: Speaking your dank Yeah, Yeah, didn't work. Danglage. <laughs>
1: It was great on paper. I have a bunch of funny things jotted down here on my funny things to say notepad. Uh, doesn't exist, not a real thing. And dankwich was written down there, and it, it didn't work.
0: A dankwich would be a great would be a great entree item at at our purple dungeon squid cafe that we open.
1: What would it include?
0: Uh, it, a dankwich would be a little bit of provolone cheese sandwiched mm-hmm. between two freshly baked uh, white buns. Provolone cheese, a little bit of um, spicy jalapeno ketchup, and about sixteen grams of weed. Just, just I'd right on there. i order two. Yeah, just I'd on order there. Too. Yeah, it sounds for like sure. you're just
1: trying to sell me weed, and I'm into <laughs> that
0: too. <laughs> it's like you just throw the sandwich away, and you take the weed, or else you light the sandwich aflame and smoke the whole thing <laughs> as you're eating it. My name's
1: Ginger, and I charge. Forty-four roses for a date.
0: <laughs> Boy, everybody's convinced, Ginger. Everybody's convinced. I don't know where that came from, but Jesus. All right, let's go you're over like this. Selling
1: is you're selling or offering a sandwich to uh, to to sell some weed. Uh, it's uh, two pieces of bread and then a half a gram of pure uncut ungar- cocaine. Yeah. All right. Well, hit us
0: up on uh, the head <laughs> us up on the Purple Dungeon Squid MySpace page. That's where we all of our shady dealings are going down. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> hey! How? Wow! Alright! <laughs> Welcome to the smoke sesh, my good Dan. <laughs> We've arrived. We have arrived, and we are ready to go. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for a little smoke sesh today. I've got, some, oh, I've got some of that fire going on, and I'm a little intimidated because it's 10 o'clock at night, and I don't typically smoke sativa-dominant hybrids in the <laughs> eve because I do like to sleep. Um, but, you know, today we're going to get a little weird.
1: You know, uh, sometimes you got to take some risks in your life, and one of them is being slightly overstimulated after 10 p.m., and uh, maybe that could do you good. Although, if I
0: were a doctor, I would say bed rest and fluids. Bed rest. Get in there. Get in there. Oh, oh, my goodness. Sorry. That was my first serious cough. I think, we're, I think I'm think i healing. I think we're doing better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see on how it mend. goes. Yeah, on the men, We'll see how it goes after this bowl, of course. That will be the true test. That'll be that'll be the gauntlet that you run your lungs through. Yeah. Let me ask you, Dan, are you using a rolling tray? I am, actually. I'm, I'm rocking a very favored rolling tray. Yes, I'm rocking a very favored rolling tray also. I have a signed Jay and Silent Bob rolling tray here that I'm pretty fond of.
1: Yeah, that's tremendous. I have a Jay and Silent Bob pop, uh, rolling tray, but... It's oddly unsigned <laughs> it's oddly
0: unsigned there's no there's no signature on that one <laughs> Ooh, not at any i mean maybe it's on the bottom i you know i bet you it's on the bottom yeah there you go <laughs> i bet you that's what's up um yeah no i, I got to tell you though so i haven't used a rolling tray previously in fact i'll be honest with you i didn't really get them like i knew that people liked them and they've been out for a while and they're quite popular uh, but i just you know i just didn't really ever see the the point boy being able to have all of your shit contained in one spot, drop your nugs down, scrape it all up after you're done, somewhere to put your lighter, somewhere to put your papers. And even better, when you're all done with that stuff, you can just slide that tray up into the closet or put it, put it on the game shelf or whatever, and it's ready to go for the next time. I'm seriously in love with the very simple mechanism of using a tray.
1: Um, you know, organizationally, it's great to have a zone for your stuff. And it yeah. is your pot stuff zone.
0: Yeah, the pot stuff zone. The pot stuff zone. That sounds like a, a new pizza released at Pizza Hut. It does sound like that, actually. And yeah. you know what? It's great for catching all your little crumblies and, and your
1: whatnot. And, uh, you know, just makes things a little neater. We'll be a neat smoker. And it's a Yeah,
0: your short and crumblies. That sounds like the name of a new Smurf the shortened crumblies that would be maybe
1: a, a smurf ska band
0: yeah oh yeah smurf ska band uh, what's the name of their title track quick uh <laughs> the white mushroom surprise no blue thunderfuck. oh shit oh shit coming at you all right my friend what do you have for your nug today i'm
1: staring down the barrel of some pink tuna and um what yeah oh
0: tuna tuna and weed my two favorite things
1: it's a it's a fancy it's a fancy little nug and uh it came highly recommended by my 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 local nugsmith so uh yeah, I don't always think you know what would be great is um, you know a fish dominant uh strain but fish uh, dominant. you know he he did he he said that it was the heat and I should I should cheap down on it and uh you know he said it was um one of those epic strains from uh, our own environs the uh, the british columbia although oh. all the way on the west coast so i was interested so I, I doubled down on her
0: nice i too am smoking some bc bud today by uh the same as last week broken coast those lovely growers over there um and i'm smoking on some galliano <laughs> which is a uh, um an actual it's a it's a northern lights haze that they've grown
1: galliano it sounds like a, a liqueur you would insert to your coffee
0: yeah it sounds like um it sounds like a guy that's gonna steal your wife. Oh yeah, no, you can't match the luster of those locks. Yes. oh no, honey, it's okay. i'm just I'm just going out for um, a quick meeting with Galliano.
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Galliano is really helping me stretch out my hamstrings. Did you know he plays tennis?
0: Oh, man, that's the kiss of death right there. It's all right, man. I mean, that's your signal to throw on the fat pants and eat as many Cheetos as you like. Because there's no, hey, Gall- Galliano, there's no getting over that.
1: So uh, your your reaction to your wife stepping out, uh, out on you is to, like, get fat and really seal, seal the loneliness
0: <laughs> It's like, no, 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 I leaned into this curve. I, I started this thing. It's okay, it was my idea. Galliano was all me.
1: I I really planted him as a seed. I I've, I've always wanted to be a fat guy.
0: Oh, geez. uh too real. Not real enough.
1: Wait. <laughs> not real enough. Never real. Just you're, just you're you're compensating very well. You Andy, stay here. You're, you're. I'm pretty sure you're safe. There are no uh, sexy Italian men in in your hometown that we will yeah. not name.
0: Yes. Yeah. There you go. No sexy Italian men. Um, I am going to smoke the shit out of Galliano today, though. So. Fuck you, my friend. Um but yeah, so why don't you go ahead I you know what, I always do the honors of uh, of taking the first taking the first gander at a nug. Why don't you why don't you hop to the tied to the task today, Dang Dan? Dan?
1: <laughs> oh what a gentleman, I do declare. Oh wow, yes, uh, get on in there, yes. This uh this nug is dense. It's uh thick and it's dense and um, it's uh it's actually surprisingly light, kinda like my old fella. There's not a lot of weight to it. That the last strain I reviewed. Um, but you know, it is resiny. It's kind of chunky, um, with crystal, um, just a standard kind of amber, orange trichomes intermingled a fair amount through it. But, um, yeah, the crystalline presence is thick with this one. Um, and it reminds me of a nug that I smuggled into a concert in my shoe, um, uh, and I believe I huffed it while I watched the Smashing pum- Pumpkins oh the Pumpkins
0: uh, did they play 1979 they always play 1979 if you're the Pumpkins they, they, you gotta play they, 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 your tracks they,
1: they, the favorites and um, uh, it was great somebody in the front of the crowd said something lewd to the lead guitarist and uh, Billy Corgan's like hey somebody punch that guy <laughs> just
0: somebody turned around and clocked that guy and I'm like Billy, you're using your power for good, and I appreciate that. <laughs> nice, nice. What what can you possibly say that's sorry? Is the lead guitarist a man, a woman? Um, she is a a, a, a woman. Okay. Uh, long the long blonde, and I forget her name, unfortunately. Um, I'm just thinking, like, what are you saying that's lewd to a man? That Billy Corgan's like, fuck that, no, thank you. Hmm. Uh. Hashtag me too, Andy. Yeah, um, so fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I just having, mean, a, yeah. I'm a, okay.
1: Fair I'm enough. having a nose on this thing. Mm-mm-mm. It's actually pretty... Um, I was expecting with this much resonant for it to be, like, really, really stiff. Um, and it's it's coming across pretty mild. Okay. Um, and if I had to put anything down to it... It's not... It's not very sweet. It's kind of got, like... Earth like it's earthy it's an earthy nose for sure. And not much else. I earthy. may have overdried, I may have overdried this nug. <laughs> I'm starting to think that I've let this suffer in hum- is there such thing as a
0: weed humidor. Uh my dude, you need to get yourself some bovida. Bovida or other desiccants that you can put in a stash jar with your weed. I've got no affiliation with bovida, but they're they're one of the most well known brands. Uh, but there are other ones out there. And you throw so them do, in. I thought uh, a desiccant kept moisture out. R- well, so the boveda has desiccants in it, from what I understand, but it keeps the moisture content at a specific level because of the desiccant used. Yeah, and it's the ideal one for uh, it's the ideal one for cannabis. So you stick yeah. that in your stash jar, and away you go.
1: I think I'm gonna maybe invest in a humidor for for my bud because um, it's just kind of hanging out in a drawer in ziploc baggies. Yeah, I think this is a big mistake.
0: Well, I mean, listen, it depends on how quickly you smoke it. But I agree with you. Like, you know, temperature control and proper storage of cannabis is a, it's a pleasure. Ooh, how's the flavor on that guy?
1: Oh. <coughs> well, <coughs> it's pungent on the smoke. <coughs> That's for sure. <coughs> yeah, there's some um, fuel in there. And some skunk?: Yes.. Well, <coughs> oh, that's got some kick. Oh! So,
0: let me tell you something, man. You're smoking on a pink. <coughs> and there is no strain to date that, uh, that hits me as hard as a pink. Pink Death Star, Pink Kush, anytime I'm chiefing down on one of those two strains, it hits me hard. So your Pink Tuna is a strong combination of Pink Kush and Tuna Kush, a British Columbian strain created by Five Star Organic to give patients a potent punch of THC ideal for chronic pain relief. Um, the marijuana and lamb's bread cross has gained quite a bit of fame in Canada for both its strong narcotic effect and its whimsical uh, marketing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Dan's in trouble again. Prepackaged meds sold in or sea- er, Oh, cool, cool. Uh, strong narcotic effect and its whimsical marketing. Prepackaged meds sold in sealed tuna cans. That's cool. I did. It, I assume it didn't come that way for you. No, it did not. <laughs> Flowers will be compact, trichome covered, and have a strong smell. Black tuna doesn't smell quite like fish. However, the strain's name comes from the Black Tuna Gang that was famous for smuggling Colombian marijuana into the United States in the 70s. Interesting. The Black Tuna Gang. Black now, again, Tuna Gang. How that, do you get a nickname like that? That's fucking awesome. That's the best gang name of all time. Given I mean, I guess it. I, it
1: you know what? It raises more questions than it answers. A uh, black, okay, maybe the move at night. Maybe they're dark of skin. You know, maybe they have underhanded tactics. But tuna gang,
0: yeah. What's what do you think the tip on that one is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Real one, real stinky member. Given its high potency and high THC, this strain may be too much for novice or moderate consumers. <laughs> Jesus. Uh mm, oh, yeah. over the edge. <laughs> Way you go! <laughs> Flavors, you, you did nail it though. Skunky, earthy, and flowery. Um, See, I got I got no flower.
1: It was it was flower free in two thousand and three for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. I got I got to jump in on this. Uh, I got to jump in on this uh, weed party here. This Northern Lights haze. Just a quick quick review, as usual. Oh man, Broken Coast has these big, thick broccoli nugs that are just. They're a little. This one's a little popcorny. It looks almost like puffed rice. It's got this like puffed rice texture going on. Um, the hairs are long and brownish red. Um, we've got a very thick coating of trichomes. Let me crack off a little piece here and feel it. Oh yeah, it's got that spongy, smooshy interior. Uh, I can feel the crystals getting all over my fingers and a really rich aroma. Now this aroma is very straight. So okay, the, the actual color of the of the bud is, is a nice kind of um, let's, let's go with like a hunter green. That's, that's the color I'm looking at here. And, uh, closer to the stem, it's, it's got a little bit of that lime green, uh, yellowy color. Um, but in a nice way, in a, in a, in a colorant way, not like a, not like a, not like a rot way. <laughs> and the smell, this is so weird. It smells like, smells like your grandma's sweater. Like freshly washed your grandma's wool sweater. I don't know how to. I don't know how else to describe this northern light haze. Does grandma use a scent? Like is
1: she got a detergent situation, or does she need, like the freshness of a spin cycle?
0: No, it's got a little detergent on there. There's a little detergent. Sure. Maybe she's wearing a little like baby powder. I don't know. Old folks like huh. to do that.
1: Yep. Granny needs likes to keep it dry and fresh.
0: She's got a little Estee Lauder. Uh, powder going on there, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a f- so. So if we can touch on it, it's like a faintly sweet soap smell, laundry fresh, and and also a little bit of sweetness in there. Yeah, oh, it's tasty smelling. I'm excited to get get this going. All right, let's uh, let's let's get deep in this. Tell me all about Northern Lights Haze. <clears throat> what is Northern
1: Lights Number Five X Haze? A sativa from Sensi Seeds. Northern Lights, number five, is a vigorous strain, bred to improve upon haze's flowering time and bud structure. With zesty flavors of pungent spice, this 70% sativa delivers an invigorating cerebral buzz that seems to boost energy, sensory awareness through the indica in her shines... Shines? Ah, English. Though the indica in her shines through in density... And growth structure, this strain carefully preserves an uplifting high that's perfect for daytime use. Ooh. Andy, you just woke it up, buddy. I Warm am waking breath. it up.
0: Wow. domaquin. Yeah, man. Wow. So I'm getting that spice on every hit here. Um, it it didn't, didn't have any of that on my nose, but wow, is it ever coming through on the actual smoke? And I can feel it. Oh, man, it's crazy. I am so tired right now. I've had a, a pretty crazy 48 hours, very little sleep. Um, and I'm just... I got some energy brewing within me, but it's not a disturbing, like, caffeine jitter energy. You know what I mean? It's not a, not a I-just-crushed-three-red-bulls kind of energy. It's like a, an energy of well-being, man. And I don't mean to be too one with the universe, but, like, it's pretty fucking nice. Thank you, Northern Lights, Hayes. Hey? I feel like the the triumphant... Warm hugs of the northern lights have descended upon my soul. It's warm and it's glowing and it feels safe.
1: Hey, Andy, I gotta ask you: Have you named an emergency contact uh, during your trip to Vegas?
0: Uh, should it be you?
1: I mean, it should be somebody that is probably like a blood type match for you. I mean,
0: just in just in case. Um, what's your what's your blood type? I think my blood type is black. Sure. Yeah, blo- like blood type night. black. Yeah, like yeah, the, the black, night. the
1: black blood of the earth. Yeah, hey, I black think blood. I know why they called them the black tuna fish gang. I think they used the tuna to cover up the the kush,
0: and that's a good that's a good kush cover. If you got that's a, cover a move that's a move. Wow, that's a move. Wow, that's actually a smart one. So their their little smuggling strategy was to use tuna. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm alleging right here and now. Uh, sorry, uh, you, this is based on factual research or? Um,
1: it's the kind of factual research you do in your gut, Andy, and I recommend that you look there from time to time.
0: Oh, you start brewing it in your gut and you push it right out your ass, just like most right of it. your facts. Boom,
1: boom. Do you dare Google it? This one probably will return no erroneous hits. Just go and Google uh, the Pink Tuna Gang. The Pink Tuna Gang? I
0: thought it was the Black yeah, Tuna Gang.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it is It is the Black Tuna Gang, buddy.
0: The Black Tuna Gang was the name given to a gang led by Robert Plathshum and Robert Meenster in Miami in the 70s. Um, the gang was accused of importing around 500 tons of marijuana. And one of the most sophisticated drug smuggling organizations encountered. Used specialized mm-hmm. equipment. Tuna. <laughs> use specialized equipment to listen in on conversations by police and customs. Crazy. That's how you do it.
1: Because uh, the the police forces would use uh, short and long wave radio, right? So they they for because they're coordinating aircraft and and ship uh, movements. So they definitely uh, you know is something that they could uh, eavesdrop on.
0: Interesting. Like the enemy would ah yeah. yes, and they were also um, preoccupied with using very strange using very strange methods of communication huh. and organization such as sending hmm. an associate a box of diapers as a coded message to signal they were ready to go ahead with the drug deal i'm sure they've used tuna i'm sure they've used tuna to smuggle their weed
1: yeah they these are creative munch they are they're madmen they're madmen uh, it's funny it's funny it's like you look at any drug cartel and you you can you, you ask yourself you know Uh, are they freedom fighters or are they, you know, uh, you know, dangerous organizations or were they one and then they became the other. And it's like, uh, uh, it's interesting what, what, what angle you, you look at them because, you know, there's an argument for, for both. Um, But I, I speculate like any business that has a ton of murder around it is bad. And that is always an indicator that something's just got to give maybe you uh, you know legalize the part of it that's good, and you make the part of it like the murder illegal and not encouraged by you know uh, take shutting down the black market, and it usually makes things better. That sounds time. like a
0: reasonable assessment, Dan. Dan for you know, pre- dank Dan for president. Dank Dan for
1: not. I don't think. I think you got to be born in those United States, and or um, you just got to be
0: diggity dank, my dude. Listen, um, if Arnold can't do it, I got to ask myself a question: If Arnold can't do it, what business do I have? <laughs> Uh, That's fair enough. I mean, Arnold's a pretty dank dude himself, to be fair. By the way, the only reason that Arnold uh, is um, living in California, I'm convinced, is because they grow the dankest weed. Mm, Arnold is numero uno when it comes to uh, the dankness. But for real, I believe he's uh, in his heart, he's he's for sure a bone cheever.
1: It's probably my favorite picture of him is uh, he's got he's like clearly reclined. He's clearly just one like Mr. Universe. And he's got a shirt on that says uh, "Arnold is Numero Uno," and he's got a a, a joint in
0: hand. No, I've not seen oh. that. That's amazing. Google "Arnold is Numero Uno," and you'll you like what you'll see. Arnold is Numero Uno. I love it. I got a sweet little munchie here, my friend. It is some leftover Valentine's Day candy. Oh, some, going deep. Something about Valentine's Day sticking around. I've got like a. A foil-covered chocolate heart. It's um, milk chocolate, probably contains about 0% chocolate and 99% sugar, and the rest of it is pure gasoline. Let's give this a pop in the mouth. Boy, is there ever something just amazing about a little piece of chocolate after smoking a little cannabis? Mmm. Goodness. goodness. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Andy, I also have brought it in with the creamy goodness. What do you got? Man, I got some uh these are selection, my friend. Uh, okay. and they've been slow cooked in an old fashioned style. Sorry, slow talk- cooked. Slow cooked. Yep. yep. What are we discussing? It, they are baked
0: beans. No. With pork. Oh, and molasses that is your that's sauce. your munchie? I'm going to I'm a munch it Bung- Sorry, bunked beans.
1: <laughs> <Bonked veins. laughs> bunked you have any pork, you? Veins, beans. Bunked beans. Holiday bunked beans,
0: mate. Beans with pork and Baked molasses. With pork and molasses is a terrifying, <laughs> terrifying show munchie. I don't know where this happened, how it happened, but send it back, sir.
1: I get I, there's this weird thing, and, and let me let me cut you into pork and beans. If you don't know about pork and beans, you open this can, and the pork they're referring to is like a two centimeter by two centimeter, or like uh, somewhat a uh, similar cube of pork just floating gingerly at the top of the can when you a open sing- it. A single cube? Yeah. And you ask yourself, why is that? Why? Like, does it just cause it gives it that delightful smack of ham that you want and need? For sure. Or are they like, they like, like, are they like, there's like, we want to make sure this, this product doesn't get sold in every part of the world. No, nah, dude, that
0: single cube of black, uh, of, uh, of, of floating ham is the black tuna gang. They got us again. They're signaling uh, you, buddy. So, Andy, uh, for a thousand
1: points, where do you think this bi- can of baked beans was made? Was prepared? I want to say Chile. Okay. All right. All right. It's wrong, but it's I like I like why you you it, said that. I, I want you to justify it, like. Did the beans just like Chile has got the best beans. Is that the vibe? I just
0: thought of Chile when I when you, you said beans, I thought chili. That's I said chili,
1: The mind association between where they make these beans, it's Chili Chile, you know, Chile beans. Chili the <laughs> place. Out. Take, you you um, said chili the made. stew. I said
0: chili the place. You know. You
1: know. You know. You got a great product when this is how the strategic sourcing works. It was made in either Montreal, Quebec, or Toronto, Ontario. Oh,
0: so it's local they beans. They promise
1: they're, we, <laughs> they're locally brewed beans. As beans that's that fucking brewed.
0: that's that upscale hipster ship. I was thinking they were like beans from China, like imported.
1: I think if you stew the beans, you make them locally. You, I think because you don't stew beans and ship them, because then you're shipping water. You ship the beans long distance and you stew them local. That's how the bean game. Now, works that is some man.
0: that is some logistics shit right there, my friend. Take your hat off, rub your head. Jump in a cold shower and 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 say hallelujah because you got this beans thing in the bag. You made it. You're here. Welcome aboard, flight beans number five. <laughs> uh, have you been with us before? Have you been with us presently? <laughs> All right. How how are the beans? Are you you opening the can? Are you opening the can? (laughs) Are you opening the can right now or what? Uh,
1: You know what? I've I've pre-tasted these beans, and let me tell you, let me just let me get a little another supple of it. Oh yeah, there's. sweet bean sweet beanie molasses (laughs) flavor going on here oh yeah i've added some spices just to pick it up because you know home style uh cooking (laughs) a home style slow roasting will only get
0: you so far. my friend you are a gourmand you are a gourmand of the highest order i am receiving an excellent source of iron uh andy uh does it have the the faint flatulent taste
1: of pork in there or what I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a, like a question that needs to be answered. Listen now. man, if you that close your like if
0: you close your eyes when you're eating any right. kind of pork and imagine that someone's farting into your mouth, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you you will have a hard time distinguishing between the two experiences. I mean, I, I don't know why you associate
1: those, associate those two things. I mean, maybe you're a fartier bean guy the most.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, you know, we could we can say whatever we want, but only the verdict, as defined by the judge, will hold true. Oh, I like that. That's uh, oh ad- objection. 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 Overruled. Overruled. Sustained. Sustained. Macarena. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: oh man, let's that's just <laughs> let's just say for the record, when we go the other way, when I when you let me smoke first, graciously, I couldn't hold the Jeremy irons. and and then and then i'm like i'm like oh i'm too high too early in the podcast and he needs to go first every time or i can't i can't bring (laughs) dig Dan has gone deep on the pink tuna the pink tuna has taken
0: you into station good for you (laughs) good for you things are things are happening things are happening the sounds of dolphins clapping in the distance dan have you uh, have you had the opportunity to go deep on diablo anytime in the recent past I love the recent
1: past. It's such a clearly defined piece of time and I can get in it. Um yeah, actually and and I you know, long 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 history of uh playing Diablo with uh my sweet
0: sweet lady and uh we've recently oh, you taken guys, up a step. You guys do yep. the uh I, sorry, I no we do couch co-op over here on Diablo. It's one of the best. Uh, but I didn't know that you you played with uh with your lady. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's
1: uh it's a ton can be a tough sell um because Usually, when you're pitching a uh, like a, a game to your girlfriend, you don't want to, or a significant other of any kind, you don't want to be saying, "What's it about?" Is so you're like, um, you know, you're going to be roving through the lands and dungeons and healing, handling with demons and devils, and you're like, but there's some angels and that's but a mostly tough sell. say that's a mostly tough sell. say, and they're like, they're like, oh, a lot of murder, eh? Like, there's well, <laughs> let me tell you, but you know, when you talk about uh, the teamwork and uh, and the uh, yeah, uh, man, high fiving on the, the couch no, no, no. and the outfits. Then you can, it's a sell, you know what I mean? You can get it there.
0: Oh, the outfits. Oh, yeah, that's a, it's a great point. Yeah. Oh, you can customize, sweetie. Don't worry. We'll be slaughtering hordes and hordes of the Underdark, but you can customize and accessorize, whichever you'd prefer. Yeah, Diablo 3 has, uh, has a lot going for it. And I've played pretty extensively um, beginning of last year. I was late to the game. I mean, it, this came out in what, 2013? 2014? Yeah, I think you're right. I I think you're right. 2013, I think. And I remember when Diablo 3 first launched and had that god-awful real money auction house where you could like... I don't even remember how it worked, to be honest with you. I think you could pump money into the auction house to buy goods that people had farmed. So Blizzard was trying to, like, pioneer this ability for people to, uh, not, you know, MMOs do it in the way of pay for your subscription, but there's no subscription for Diablo 3. It was literally so people could make money by grinding items in D3. It's a kind of a fucked up concept, no? It really is, and
1: um, you see you see a lot of games that have to deal with real economies hitting them. I was looking into how, what, how you get a, a demo account with WoW, and one of the restrictions in a demo account because you can get a free couple weeks of World of Warcraft right now, but one of the restrictions on the account is your that account can't make more than ten gold, and it has chat restrictions as well. Like right, you can't talk into a lot of the public chat, so you can't you know uh, uh, auction. And it's like because there's a real economy effect, uh, uh, you know, effect in the
0: game. Yeah, and that's you know doubly so when you're when you're dealing with an MMO. But the you know the opposite end of the spectrum where your the real world economy is having an impact on the game. The opposite of that being the game is having an impact on the real world economy, where you've got people making money out of playing a game. It's it's an interesting thought, um, but it's also like. You got you to gotta think about what kind of game do you need to design to make it viable for both of those purposes. It's a pretty wild thing, no? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, either way, um, you know, these days Diablo is free of the real money auction house and we've just been kind of crushing through the story. And we just, we, you know, we haven't gotten super deep Um on this second playthrough that we started about a week ago, I think we've made it just up to the Skeleton King Leoric. But there's just there's something really meditative about hanging out on the couch with someone and mashing through through the endless hordes. You know, it's got something there. What's uh, what did you and your what, what classes did you guys roll up? Um, I, I think I did uh, the Crusader, and uh, she was the Demon Hunter. Oh no! Are those <laughs> no those way. real classes. We, I'm we, yeah, we we did exactly we did exactly the same on this playthrough. And I think so. What colors
1: your uh, what's
0: what, what colors your your demon hunter, uh, Andy? Um, well, I, as of today, he is a a stark and horrific brown <laughs> because of the right. terrible terrible armor that he has himself in. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we haven't we haven't quite made it to the customizations yet. But you know, I was interested because. You know, more and more co- couch co-op is opening up as a possibility for me recently. We just started that new game den up in the upstairs and uh, finally have somewhere to sit down and, and, and crush through a controller or two. Um, and so I've just been kind of Googling around for different games that are good for couch co-op. Uh, and Kotaku actually has a pretty solid list of the best couch co-op games. Um, Do you have it called up? I want to take a look through a couple of these. It's 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 interesting because I feel like you and I could even do a stream uh, and maybe play a couple of these live at some point. Couch co-op. Yeah, that would be a good Twitch thing. And uh, like it's something you don't
1: see a lot. The native PS4 Twitch streaming ability. But I mean, give it a give it a shot. It's not a a bad entry point to check it out. Uh,
0: You know, sure, sure. Uh, so some of the games on this list are pretty interesting. So Divinity Original Sin Two, I think, just came out a couple months ago. Um, the original Divinity Original Sin um, is a, an older game. We picked that up a little while ago. It's like a turn-based RPG. Have you had an opportunity to spend any time with it? Um,
1: I, I believe I I've, I've played the first one a little bit, and it's got that sort of Baldur's Gate vibe to it. And you can I, I can tell that it's uh, that it had. Um, you know, uh, one of those intricate storylines. And, you know, I just backed away from it because I didn't have the I thought it was going to be a
0: lighter game. I was like, oh, this is some serious game here. I'm going to have to back away slowly. Yeah, we actually picked it up before we got Diablo. And, you know, here's the thing. I've played Diablo uh, one and two extensively when they were, you know, at the peak of their popularity. And um, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to jump back into another Diablo loot grind for D3. I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I've done a, so, a second time. You know, it's it's always fun to return to that gameplay loop because it's genuinely fun to participate in. I just, I have a hard time holding the magic over an extended period of time. Uh, but the time that I do spend, especially in couch co-op, is, is certainly worth revisiting every couple months. But um, Divinity Original Sin, I was hoping to be, something that's yeah in the vein of a of a Baldur's gate and it definitely is the combat's interesting the turn-based nature of it's interesting uh, but i found the story took a little while to pick up and that and, uh, i think you know i bounced off of it after a couple hours of gameplay it wasn't wasn't to my taste mm, yeah yeah
1: yeah i get that because i i waited a little bit to see where it was going and and yeah it's, it does take its time you're you're right about that a little bit like the early um stage of
0: witcher um, yeah, you know what? You're right. Um, the Witcher, especially like until you hit that first kind of Siri cutscene and things start clipping along uh, a little bit more quickly, you start to understand things. The The Witcher really does ease you in. Yeah, it's like the game
1: shows up and it's like, so we're going to we're going to run around and do Geralt things. You're like, OK. And like, it's like, OK, now here's how you use your systems and hunt a monster. And you're like, right. And you're like, and, they're like, and then what happens? They're like, we're getting to it. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> I hope I hope this isn't a
0: letdown. Don't. Don't fuck me on this thing, game. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's fascinating. Like, the tutorial is one of the things in a game that I either find um, a great indicator of whether I'm going to enjoy the game or not or absolutely mind-numbing. And it's always a challenge for me to figure out what, which is going to be in this game because, you know, you start with... Um, learning the basic controls and and oftentimes especially if it's an R- an action RPG or a you know first person shooter or whatever you've already got an idea in your mind of what's what you know what the situation's going to be and it's probably only going to be one or two button variations but then there's there's games that really belabor the point by bringing in every little subsystem and making you sit there for like 45 minutes to get into any meat whatsoever and that stuff is wild you, you know
1: it's yeah one of the one of the challenges of stepping on any game that that's uh, come out, or most games that have come out, out of Japan for in the RPG realms, you know you're going to be into some menus, and there's going to be some nuance. Boy, do they like some nuance, you know? Uh, you know, setting Street Fighter as a Japanese title aside, which gets right to the point. Best thing about Street Fighter, that game, you know, you're doing, you know, even an old RPG, twenty minutes. Get ready for twenty minutes of run up. It's
0: happening for sure. And sometimes it's man, sometimes it's such a barrier to me wanting to fire up a new game is like. Not even learning the systems of the game. I just like it when it introduces it in an organic way, as opposed to dropping you into a tutorial that just feels like a long ass period of time where you're not actually enjoying the real game. You know?
1: Yeah, and you don't want to miss a great game because you didn't get to the good part, and that can make you hold on. Like I'm, I enjoy playing as much as the, the new Deus Ex uh, game, uh, hum- Mankind Involved that I uh, that I was playing. I enjoyed it, but I kept waiting for it to be like. You're going to introduce like a more compelling, interesting part of the game, and it's like these interesting mechanics they put together around stealth and managing a cyborg, and you know it thinks it's a, a it's not quite a combat game, and you're like waiting for it to really spring something on you that makes it all click, right? And that 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 thing doesn't come, and you're like, this gameplay format is kind of running out of style. You notice they're not making games uh, that are that stiff. They're they're really focusing on. Real human like movement and anything that's made in that Fallout 3 first person uh, monitor on a swivelly chair uh, mechanic, it's like it doesn't, it's not working as well. So they're going the ways of, uh, 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 I'm going to say Craig, not event, it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Hor- not uh, event, Horizon Zero Dawn, yes. I have to like burn that word event out of my brain. Yeah, oh, man. Can't say Horizon without it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, buddy. I feel you. Um, Hey, I just I stumbled across a game that I believe you've played already. Lovers in a dangerous space time, another couch co-op. Ooh. Oh, that is a couch co-op, and that's that's a, a heater to play with the girlfriend as well. Oh man, this is it, buddy. This is it. These these couch co-op games to be played with your significant other. I feel like this is a, a veritable gold mine for reclaiming even more gaming time in my life, you know? That's kind of become the focus um, over the past couple months is where do I find those extra extra minutes? And, you know, being able to partner up and, and chow through a video game or what have you, play while you're commuting, et cetera, gives you, uh, gives you a little extra space in the margins to otherwise enjoy what you couldn't, you know? Yeah, that's
1: so true. And, you know, it's uh, what I like about Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is that, it like it kind of plays it like uh, it's you're either in outer space or like I feel like a, like a cell in a body and you're both piloting a vessel and there's like three three to five there's like five jobs to do in two people so you have to coordinate so as you're you're driving somebody's driving and somebody's shooting and like you decide who's are you gonna drive are you gonna shoot are we gonna both stop and shoot if things get out of control and like you're making a plan and how to conquer this. This, uh, this 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 f- fun setting and it's very cute you're rescuing I think bunnies before a black hole explodes and like nice. some of them nice. uh, but blowing but blowing like designing weapons to knock out enemies so you're like you're covering all your bases thematically
0: yeah. you're like I got something for everybody here that game knows exactly who it's for yeah it's spectacular it sounds like a sounds like a good one um, Rock Band 4 is on this list, too. I haven't played a Rock Band game in probably seven years since I sold all of my plastic instruments and vowed never to buy anymore. Uh, but I got to be honest with you, from time to time, I definitely really miss sitting down and hammering away on the old fake pig skins, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, just hit, hitting a little bit of a beat shall yeah. we say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that's, that's, what else is on this list just before we, we move on? A couple platformer games, Super Mario 3D World, Rayman Legends. Um, oh, this one's an interesting one. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes uh, for Android, Windows, Mac, and PS4 is a game where you have to coordinate with, um, with other players to disarm a bomb. That's a cool one. I could mm. get, I could get behind something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I want someone to tell me what wire to cut, just once. He, you know what, man? Here's the other. Here's another game. Here, Minecraft. I got like I haven't played this game since it was in early early access, and I think it's probably a way crazier game now, but. And maybe it's insane to say that Minecraft is something that we don't talk about enough because I'm pretty sure it's in the popular zeitgeist in a big way.
1: <laughs> There's Minecraft. No one needs us no one needs us to talk
0: about Minecraft. You know no, what I mean? No, like, but it's just not a game I give a lot of thought to. Um, and yet it's it's an example of probably one of the most interesting ways that you can play a co-op game, which is um, highly creative and highly collaborative, you know? You're literally, I mean, we, we had an old Minecraft server, you know, when I, back when I worked, uh, oh, man, five, six years, four or five years ago. Um, had a small team of dudes that were always on computers. And every now and again, we'd fire up Minecraft and just play for an hour or two uh, after work. And it was like, you know, you would spend... Most of that time building a base with another person and and you know gathering and harvesting materials and there's no real reason that you need to do that right there's no there's no real world uh, implications, but there was this this understanding that your group had that oh, we need to get some resources going here. you all fall into your natural roles of of maintaining a household or base and that's that's <laughs> the whole game and then you're you know you're going out and doing some exploring, but everyone returns back to the fort and it's it's a it's a pretty amazing game to play co op. So I, I think it, uh, is that yeah. a lot like don't, don't Starve, right? Don't Starve together. Yeah, it's this. Sur- yeah, I mean, it's true. It's it's got a real survival element, and that's so much fun to do with people. Um, you know, in the same space, right? Uh, I, I think
1: it's great when your friends can die horribly. I think that's the one attraction that I've like. I thought would ever be a good concept for the horror movie concept is like. You're playing it and you're playing through the horror movie. and I that's it that, that's something that uh, you heard have you seen that Jason online game where no. they, everybody takes a role in a Jason scenario and you're all trying to escape and it's got all the tropes like, you know, it's it's a cabin on the water, and there's a car, but it might not start, or you might have trouble, might be locked, and Jason's being played by I, I think it can be AI or a player. Oh, he's that's crazy to, and terrible! Trying to counteract everybody, and like you can do, there's nuance. Like you can knock other people down if you want to push them down for Jason to get, like in the right scenario. So it's like horrific. It's uh, it's and it's like I love that. It's when you, they play with the genre, like. Uh, uh, and if I can't think of the name of the uh, cabin in the woods, when you start to play
0: with that genre, it's, uh, it's it can be very interesting. Yeah, that is fascinating. I'd love to try that game. I, I've heard of it before, actually, now that you mentioned the, the Jason thing. I think there was an imbalance in Jason versus the people. I think Jason was perhaps too difficult to actually achieve your goal with. Uh, is this a relatively new game? What's it called again? Oh, exact titles are going to be tough. It's ah. named something you probably thought, think it,
1: would be named. It's like one Google away, but I don't want to. Yeah. Google well, I'm using good. I'm using good
0: mic discipline, I'm trying to get those, <laughs> trying to get that sweetness. Yes, that sounds like on the mic. There you go. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like a good game to take a peek into in the near future. Harry Potter RPG is coming to your mobile device. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Have you seen this trailer? So there's a. No. There's, yeah, there's a Harry Potter RPG. Um, it's what can I say? It's mobile. And, uh, you know, you've got your, you've got your wizard duels, you got your hidden secrets. Um, and I gotta be, gotta be 100% transparent with you. I'm definitely playing this game. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is this, is this original Potter content? Or are you going through the books? Um, no, it's actually set before Harry's Potter, Harry Potter's time at Hogwarts. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's not nice. it's not directly Harry Potter. It's like your own experience at Wizarding School. I actually thought it was an augmented reality game, uh, and I think there is an augmented reality Hogwarts game um, or Harry Potter game coming out akin to like a Pokemon Go, but this looks like a fully three D modeled game where you assume the role of a uh, where you assume the role of a student at Hogwarts. That's pretty friggin' cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, whenever you can sort of just use the lore and do your own thing, that's a great way to make an RPG because you're, you're sort of not hemmed in uh, to playing a, you know, a set story or having a set experience. <laughs> but you know, you, people kind of know what they're going to get. It's a Harry Potter thing. Yes, in, in the VR, do you have to say the word? Do you have to say, like, Expelliarmus? I hope so. I hope so. I, I you mean, better? I
0: will be a fucking grown-ass adult roaming the streets and yelling, Alohomora, just to, uh, uh, you, you know, get it done. It, you know, and I think if if you mess up, you
1: gotta have Hermione Granger then like uh you. tell you the 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 what the answer is while the teacher chastises you. Really get like not just all the good stuff from Harry Potter. You don't just get to do the fun stuff and the Griffin riding. You gotta get you know some uh, of the shit. You gotta get you know like ah, oh, I'm a, I have a natural fear that I'm going to die today. What from? Who knows?
0: Ah, it's yes. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a tough life being Harry, Mister Potter.
1: It's a um, manage, it's a wonder that any of the the any of the uh, kids made it, out, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad that they did. God, I,
0: bless. I wept real tears, real manly tears when when Snape died at the end. Um, so you thought Snape? Come on, he wasn't that bad. Just a little murderous. Yeah. The same tears I wept for Alan Rickman when he died for real. God bless that guy. Oh. Uh, I actually saw a real estate agent. I don't know why this is coming to my mind, but I saw a real estate agent sign the other day on a bus stop that looked exactly like Alan Rickman, and it broke my heart a little bit because that dude's voice was absolutely legendary. It was the greatest voice in film, I think. Alan Rickman. I mean, I want to give it to you on that one for effort, but it's no Alan Rickman. Fair enough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rickman uh, gauntlet dropped. Yes, sir. Um, the cities that smoke the most weed on planet Earth. Number five, coming in at Cairo, Egypt. So here's what I want to ask you here, Dan. This is on hightimes.com. They did a, a cool little analysis of um, the cities on Earth that smoke the most weed at uh, Marijuana is officially illegal in Egypt. I can't say I'm particularly surprised. Um, Last year, the residents of Cairo smoked 32.59 metric tons of cannabis. Mm, They smoked it? Don't you mean they stuffed their walls with it? Like, what? (laughs) Yep. They all smoked 32.59 metric tons of cannabis together. 32? What's the population of uh, of Egypt? The population of Cairo. Uh, oh Cairo, sorry, thirty-two point nine five. Yes, nine nine million people. Oh
1: wow, <laughs> they did, uh, uh, did, did they did like the three hundred tons per million. No, no, nope. that's not good math. Well,
0: why am I trying to do math right uh, now? That is not the time for math. Let's move on. No, if that's you were not the in, time for math. if you were in Cairo, where would you want to be smoking? Uh, I feel like in a clay hut somewhere high up. Clay Hutton, I'm feeling like a like an like an underground pyramid would be the place because the authorities catching me smoking weed that feels weed. like that would be bad. That news. feels
1: like where you they get you though. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be in a Brendan Fraser movie, go inside. Dude, let me tell like you, tomb. there
0: there would be nothing more terrifying than smoking a joint in a tomb and then hearing the Egyptian police come in after you. <laughs> that would just Ooh. that would be some fucking shit. Number four is Los Angeles, California. I mean. Yeah, uh, this this last year, the city burned through a total of thirty six point zero six metric tons of weed. Cool. Cool. Um, where would you want to smoke in, in Los Angeles? You I mean, know, it's got to be on say, the Hollywood sign, right? I don't know.
1: This feels overplayed, doesn't it?
0: Nah, man, I feel like that's iconic. I feel like you gotta get up on the Hollywood sign. you gotta you know spark a spark a normal size joint, something respectful and and, you know, give it give it a gaze so so Andy, i'll, I'll give you the Hollywood sign uh, and
1: uh, you can go to Holly Weird. I'm gonna go to the natural, beautiful, rustic hillside into the the mountains of California. No, yeah. uh, Hollywood sign's a good call. It's a good uh, call, I feel.
0: Why not, but the beach? I think looking at it on the ocean on the beach is kind of. that's that's the spot just like the al-qaeda recruiter that dan is he headed for the mountains Mm, mm, it's safe up there yes indeed number three is new delhi india nice resin and flower are not legal but bong an edible form of the plant may be legally sold by government authorized dealers you can eat edibles in new delhi apparently interesting yeah they consumed 38.26 metric tons of it last year which is wild i feel like new delhi has a much higher population though right 20 yeah, 21 you, I, 21 million people in new delhi so comparatively yeah. i mean if you need, i feel like high times maybe should have jumped in on this on a on a person to weed ratio right but who might a different
1: way with it and you know what if you chew it it does go longer probably like i and i I, I'm trying to envision this product and you wonder if it's like is it an edible that's uh, you know uh, uh, condensed like where would expect it out of gummy? Or are they eating like a, a like a a hash or a blend of something Yeah, it'd be interesting to
0: see actually what this uh, what this edible looks like. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that also so where at, where are you eating your bong? It's in a bong in your New Delhi. Where are you eating your bong? <laughs> near a cow probably. Near a cow? I mean, yeah. yeah, you want to pay respect. I got that. I feel you. I'm, I'm I am feel it like a, you could
1: offer it as an offering as yeah, well. I feel like 100%. that's very respectful. I'm,
0: I'm riding a tiger. I'm riding a tiger and chewing on some bong. <sighs> Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty I, good. I've got a fez also. Yeah. Because you have to in that situation. Uh, number two is Karachi, Pakistan. Interesting. Hmm. Currently illegal cannabis in Pakistan. Um, but that didn't stop the city's re- residents from smoking a grand total of 41.95 metric tons of cannabis. Cool. Pakistan. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. This, uh, the man who is in Karachi, Pakistan is guiding a camel dressed in a giant feathered and, uh, and, and polka-dotted wool suit. Oh wow. It's pretty majestic. So I got to tell you, if I'm smoking in Pakistan, it's on the back of this suited camel.
1: I mean, it's a good look, especially if you're going to be moving through the mountains, you know. It's uh it's a uh, it's good terrain coverage. I'm a fan of it. I think I f- you could uh, get away with this on the runway as well.
0: You could. Yeah, he's uh, he's sporting some fashion. I feel like 2 out of 4 of my of my smoke spots so far have been on the backs of wild animals. Um, maybe something to look into there. Uh, and number one, New York, New York, USA, 77.44 metric tons of cannabis. That is fucking wild. And they have yeah, a population then- of, they have a population of, yep, 8.5 million. Wow, that is truly the first country, or pardon me, the first city um, by a very large margin.
1: How do you gauge how much product is moving into New York when it's an illegal substance? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It is a tough thing. Where are they getting
1: their numbers? Is that from, like, bus? Do they just, like, see how much
0: comes in? Because it's a port city for the East Coast, right? Yeah, I I, I guess so. I guess that's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, Truth be told, though, Toronto is number 10. We consume uh, 22.75 metric tons of cannabis. We're number 10 in the world. Second behind only Moscow, Chicago, London, Mumbai, and the aforementioned. So yeah, this, this is an interesting. Moscow gets down, eh? Moscow gets down on it, buddy. In I Soviet not... Russia, smoke weed. <laughs> weed
1: smokes you. Weed uh, smokes you. The the uh, you know the, it, it, In related news, the um, Russians are making it um acceptable to smoke weed at the World Cup they're hosting, uh, coming up here shortly, uh, as
0: long as you can prove it's medical. Sorry, what's the World Cup? World Cup for what? Soccer is typically what that would be. Oh, soccer in Russia? To. Is that a thing? Well, it's connected to Europe, so. I guess the World Cup is the, all the world.
1: Um, yeah, if you want to come play soccer
0: and you're in the world, you can do it here. You have to be in the world in order to attend, though. So there's
1: <laughs> no. That's their one rule. That's their one rule. <laughs> one never criteria. On it.
0: You must be from the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it helps if you plan on playing soccer. That's just the two. Yeah, things it helps us. if um, you've got feet. And uh, Russia has been really interestingly reclarifying in strange ways. Um, so they also mentioned that you know they're not they're not going to be too busted up about any drugs. That uh, they mentioned heroin and something else. What? And I, that's I, I, crazy. I, sh- I need to I need to pull up the article here. Um, because they're like they're basic- handing
0: out fucking synthetic bath salts at the gate. Everybody turns into a giant orgy of zombies, and you know, therefore, the first zombie soccer game was born. I I
1: can see it happening. It's a that's a that's a good pitch. That's a good elevator pitch for a B movie. Yes, I think so too. Starring who? So, here it is. Substances lo- allowed at the World Cup. According to the Moscow Times, they received med- a document from uh, the government that indicates uh, it, that uh,
0: medical marijuana, cocaine, and even heroin. Wow. That is some dark shit. Although, I'm sure, you know, Russia's probably like, getting a cut of that, too. So, it's all good.
1: And the, the fact that they mention it specifically seems like a swipe at someone, whether it be a swipe at American General because of uh, what's going on um, for them with uh, you know dr- their drug situations, um, and uh, or at the, the you know Olympic Committee who gave them shit for doping when probably everybody's doping a little
0: bit but Russia got caught and they're like we're not
1: we're not worried about no, I don't substances. know don't
0: question the sanctity of the Olympics maybe well, it, maybe it was, maybe it was just Russia
1: right but uh you know uh, who knows what russia is saying about it right that's just their stance you know that's how they're saying that's um and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how that goes in a stadium like uh that they're, they're uh, it it's gonna be an dangerous. interesting world cup
0: sounds you know, really dangerous
1: when people go to russia uh, for sporting things like olympics back in um was it I forget. Anyway, it, uh, the one like people got pink eye, you know, there was so, like wolves roaming around some of the hotels. That what was in was the, Sochi,
0: Sochi, um, Sochi. See, I always think Sochi, but it, I think it, that sounds like a ja- Japanese Olympics. Doesn't it? it? It doesn't sound like a Russian name to me. And, but it was, uh, for, that was the last winter Olympics four years ago. Yeah. Interesting. Um, dude, we're going to have to park this thing in the autobus very soon. <laughs> That's, oh man. I am uh, I am halfway between space and faded. Um, uh, you really did lose me there for a
1: while. Like I lost cabin pressure, I think and I'm has, like,
0: this has been a, a large exercise in losing each other. I think we've, <laughs> we're like we're like two fucking two idiots in the dark, just feeling around, pretending we know where we're going. That's right. Do you think do you think like these things should like should have a
1: a star rating of how high we are? Like oh, this is a five-star one.
0: Like I just understand this thing's going to go in the ditch for a while. I think we doubled down on the majority of this back half and tried to go like fucking straight Anderson Cooper on everything. You know what I mean? I feel like we really we really tried to get in there and provide some in-depth analysis. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge is, is that a lot of the conversation, a lot of the conversation was utter Nonsense. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh wow. Mm. Amazing. Spectacular.
1: This is, we like sometimes we do things and we don't like think about some of the operational challenges. Like, <laughs> and the prospect of doing a podcast and talking about weed and video games is fine. But when, when, like, absolutely in the middle, you're going to smoke some
0: weed and just see what happens. See, see how it turns out. Some days it's pretty good, some days <laughs> it's kind, eh, of, kind of dicey. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. But no, as long as we, we get into port, uh, you know, okay, we, we, we you know, even if we, you know, we've clipped a wing somewhere along the ways, but it, uh, oh, man, too high. Uh, it goes back to, uh, you know, maybe we need a captain on every cruise, someone who's <laughs> going to agree to smoke the, like, lower potency. Oh, Like, I'm yes. going to be the, capital of the captain of this vessel. I'm going to keep us on track, and I'm going to not have the twenty. 5% potency pink tuna. You went for the pink tuna and the pink tuna bit back for sure. It's just, I just picked it up with such
0: confidence. Just yeah. manned up to it. And no, Ooh. it's been a mistake. No, no, it's uh you know, you're, you're swimming upstream, so to speak. Uh, I like what you did there as the tuna, I think actually that's salmon, but Hey, that's all the same. Um, play through half-life as Duke Nukem. I should, I should qualify that. Um, you can.
1: <laughs> Came straight at it. <laughs> he went straight for it.
0: Went straight in. Went straight in. <laughs>
1: How would he go in? He
0: went in head first, Captain. Kept- <laughs> there was a flashbang. There was a door break. There's some loud shouting and a mag <laughs> went off. Oh, oh Wow. Amazing. So you can <laughs> you can now you can now play through Half-Life as Duke Nukem. <laughs> right now? Why are we doing this? <laughs> you could be doing that instead of listening to
1: this podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. Fire that up. Just just fire that up. And By the so time it's installed,
0: we'll we'll be done. Here's the issue. I don't even think I have a computer that could still play the original Half-Life. I I don't think I have one in my house. Uh, But if you did, you can now download a mod for the original Half-Life. It's not a remaster. It's not a re-release. It's nothing else other than a mod for the original Half-Life that lets you replace Gordon Freeman with Duke Nukem. And I think, thank God, thank God that this is the world we live in because that is incredible. So Dan, let me ask you, here's what what came to my mind. Hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king. Yes. Uh, let me ask you this question. Do you think that they've just replaced Gordon's crowbar with Duke's kick?
1: Man, that's a one-to-one trade. Yeah, right? I think so. I think I think you're on top on that.
0: Yeah, I feel like you've got Duke's kick. And now, do you know if the guns are the same as they are in Half-Life or if they've changed them to Duke Nukem guns? Oh, you got the full Duke Nukem uh, weapon set. And they've done a bunch
1: of voiceover stuff to trigger in the game. And I haven't played it. I don't know if they've, they've done it story based or you just says random stuff or what the deal is. But they've they've given you some Duke audio,
0: too. And this is what I ordered, to be honest with you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I would love to kiss, kick some ass and chew some bubble gum um, in the old Half-Life. But unfortunately, there's no way that's going to happen for me. So maybe you can uh, maybe you can get that one done and let us know how it is.
1: You know, uh, nuclear reactors probably should never be around Duke Nukem, despite his name. You kind of, it's like Duke, they call him Duke Nukem cause, because it's like, uh, he really shouldn't be around any
0: kind of nuclear well, the th- power. Th- the thing is, is that that reactor went bad anyway. So maybe you put Duke Nukem in there. He does a couple hi Couple punches, right. maybe a rocket sure, or in the face. Yeah. Some rockets. Suddenly, yeah. no, no more fucking aliens. Is I think what I, the I outcome is. I packed in there, and then I punched everyone in the face with punch him in the face with my gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Duke Nukem, I miss man. I missed. He was a, he was a real pillar of my childhood, and um, you know we have spoken about him before. Um, we all know what happens when you press space bar, but the space pigs, I think, is where it's at. Now, here's the scary thing, though. I think there's actually a Duke Nukem v- movie under production, which is just... That's a little too much, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we touched on this. Uh, John Cena's the rumored candidate. And, uh, you know, I'd like to pitch another alternative. Uh, Daniel Craig. Or Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day Daniel... See, that would be the most horrifying thing in the, <laughs> in the world because he's a method actor. So literally, you'd have Daniel Day-Lewis walking around as long as it takes to film being Duke Nukem.
0: Oh, that's yeah. not a thing that should be... Can't do it. I mean, shouldn't be. L- listen, I they couldn't be they couldn't be further apart. But I just I went for badass, and Daniel Day Lewis was the the first thing that came to my mind. Have you seen that fucking guy in Gangs of New York? Chilling, chilling performance. Uh, the, the Gangs of New York is superb,
1: but I would raise you. There will be blood. Oh, there will be blood uh, is a good one. The movie basically opens on the guy falling down a, a well. And then dragging his ass like six miles back to the nearest town, um, you know. Spoiler, um, but this guy's got grit. Um, got some, got some grit. At the end, if he's got the best scene, he's like, "I drink your milkshake, I drink it up," and then he beats a guy to
0: death. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just just you know, an average evening at the Shake Shack. Um. Yeah. Did I spoilers on that? Did I already say spoilers? Um, who the hell knows? Listener questions or games you want us to play. Shoot us an email. purpledungeonsquid at gmail.com. We have representatives standing by to take your calls, take your emails, and um, those representatives are known as the internet. That's right. We have a
1: Hydra standing by. And while you're standing by, go ahead and tell your friend about our great
0: podcast and mention the best part in this one. Yeah, I, it's in there. It's fine. search through it like a man through the cave of wonders. Make you yeah. Make <laughs> make sure you follow us on Instagram at Purple Dungeon Squid. Until next time, please keep
1: it dank, my friends. Fuck, uh, I am
0: high.